start this over again. Hi, this Hi. is Smart Home Stupid People and Madeline's microphone is now on. <laughs> I was just about to say that. So what I said earlier, you guys heard that, that I, we had technical issues. We still have a couple. Obviously, we have some issues. Obviously, so I'm going to let Maddie kick off the show from, from the beginning, but that, yeah. was, that was a nice practice run. It was a nice practice run. <laughs> so, you can, so you can do it properly. And thank you, Felbinator, for uh, telling us that uh, we you. had that issue. And it's good that you messaged us because I'm the issue I'm having is with Restream right now that uh, I... I can't access uh, the chat properly in Restream. And I wasn't sure if it was going out, but your chat's coming in on uh, the main <laughs> system. That's all that really matters. It's just a little bit of a bummer when things change. So, yeah. why don't you kick it off again? Okay, I'll and, kick it off uh, again. You sure. know, take the cues from your practice and uh, <laughs> nail this. All right. So, yeah, welcome again <laughs> to Smart Dumb Stupid People. My name is Madeleine Ziege. I'm a biologist, and uh, you heard Eris, so he introduced himself. And today's topic is the proximity effect and the proximity effect as a, yeah, an idea that you know everything is connected, everything is energy and that there is always an effect when you are coming close to some someone or something. So there is a proximity effect and we want to just, you know, go a little bit deeper on that topic and to really talk about what kind of effects are there. Are there always effects between anything and everything? <laughs> like, so we look at you know humans, humans interactions like uh, we have with our spouse, um, with within our families, with brothers and sisters, with um, our parents, but also with people who are not related and in very close relationships with us. You also have that proximity effect when you are with your colleagues or just with in general with people um, outside, you know, in in, in public. And what is that really, what can that do to you and uh, how you can become more aware of that proximity effect? And I also think if you, you know, look back to our main topic or the title of the show, Smart Home, Stupid People, <laughs> and the idea that could it be that the more accommodating our environment is, the the less we lose or the more we lose the ability to take care of ourselves. I think there is a lot of so-called unconscious um, effect into that when we just, you know, we are, when so many things are taken care of ourselves, we don't think about these things taken anymore. Taken care for us. Yeah. Are taken care for us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So when we have a very smart home or, <laughs> you know, we just give up a lot of responsibilities. And I think it's the same with, with meeting people and being in close relationship that you are sometimes lose the consciousness of these um, interactions, right? So Yeah, you consciously lose the... The, yeah, how how these yeah. interactions are actually occurring, Absolutely. and also how they well, affect you. On. What what's yeah. going on? You you might just you know you just interact with your family or your 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 spouse on a level where you think you know I'm yeah I'm just just being with them, but there's so much more going on that you might not be aware of. And this episode might just you know shed a little bit more light on that. Yeah, how and what can actually happen between us humans with others but also i will give you some examples how in nature with animals and plants how they actually keep also a healthy proximity to each other how they affect each other through proximity you know either through hormones through sounds yeah through um yeah smell with the hormones and yeah so we'll take it from there yeah uh, we'll also be going into a couple tech things. Um, I have a couple paranormal stories I'd like to share, <laughs> and, and uh, there'll be there'll be stories that I'm sure that many of you out there have also 
experience, you know, or subjects that you've experienced in your own way. And I think this is an important thing to kind of understand is that paranormal is just extra reality, really. It's extra normal, you know. It's it's it, it, it's it, we call it paranormal because we can't we can't. Um, label it in our reality yes. properly, but it, it is normal. It mm-hmm. really should just be called the extra normal, right? Uh, or the <laughs> not understood. Like that, yeah. yeah, the not understood normal. You know, there are millions of ghost stories out there, yeah. but yet it, it it comes into this. It fits in this category of paranormal because we don't quite understand how mm-hmm. it works. And just because we don't understand how it works, doesn't mean we just put it somewhere else and say, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you into reality when you, we know how you uh, tick. Right? Yeah. I like the, actually the wording that, that I know from, from the shamanic point of view, it's mm-hmm. the non-ordinary reality. You know, the ordinary reality yep. is everything that you can see, it can touch that. It's just, you know, our real world um, that we are in every day. And then there's the non-ordinary part of it that yep. is, you know, yep. just not so easy measurable. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's still there. And I also have a cool um, story I wanted to share as well, or my take on how astrology and astronomy are not really at odds and, and how it actually works. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, it, and the way I explain it is, I think, something that a lot of people, uh, most people kind of, they either say I'm with the astrology crowd or I'm with the astronomy crowd, but you don't get a lot of people that do both and mm-hmm. and understand why they feed off of one another and mm-hmm. what they have to do with one another mm-hmm. and what it has to do with proximity and the way that we interact with the mm-hmm. universe. So that's something I want to touch on as well in the end. Yeah, yeah. So let's start talking about just the way that, um, you know, from from a scientific point of view, because that's uh, that's what you're good at, <laughs> is, um, you know, tell us what you looked at. A, you found a couple studies. You found mm-hmm. a couple examples. Um, we, we, we've gone into this in the past as far as how we communicate mm-hmm. and with what we communicate. You know, we have different senses. We have chemical senses. Yeah. We, we have... Um, what would you call the, uh, the the acoustic sense? Like pressure waves to perceive sound. Um, well, it, it's actually combined as a mechanical sense so because it's, a mechanical it's like mechanical. Sense. It's also touch would be also mechanical right. because it has to do with pressure. Right. Right. So and it's the same with the pressure waves that changes um, something within your ear. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. chemicals we often say will be um, taste and and touch yeah. and and nose. Well, not touch not, but touch. Yeah, the smell. Um, and then you have the uh, electromagnetic senses, which yeah. will be actually touch is technically an electromagnetic sense I mean it's it's the the way the way we register touch is through the electromagnetic impulses that are then triggered that's a way of looking at it well if you want to look at that point everything yeah. is actually electromagnetic that's, that, but, <laughs> because know, there are always nerve cells involved and in that you have the electromagnetic but I think what you mean is for example you have electroreceptive fish mm-hmm. that live um, they're like the Neil Neils. No, eels also have it. Yeah. And there's also like, they're funny ones. They have very long noses. <laughs> they look like uh, the little elephants in the water and they produce electromagnetic fields around them in order to communicate with their um, ah. um, others. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So not just to uh, shock them in and to incinerate their neighbors. No, it's also about the, communi- <laughs> <laughs> also about the communication. <laughs> and there are specific organs for that. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just, you know, the first thing that you would look one up is um, how, for example, humans are also affected by proximity. And the first thing that we thought was about women, you know, when, they, mm-hmm. when they're when they in their menstruation cycle, that there yeah, is that of idea of when women, a group of, a bunch of women are living very close together, that they will synchronize their cycles. And I heard about, about menstruation this. Menstruation cycles, just the, to be yeah, the mens- yeah. fully, fully like, you know... <laughs> Transparent about what we're talking about. Cycles, that's right. 
And so I was looking this up because I, I heard it a couple of times, but for myself, I never experienced it. Although I, you know, I kind of would have had the opportunities living with, with women together, um, you know, being closely over, over a certain time mm. period. And so, yeah, I found a couple studies that, but also some, somewhere a little bit controversial. There was one initial study. Um, his name was, let me look that up. <laughs> McClintock. Yeah, and he had a study in 1971 where he was, you know, um, researching on a university uh, women or like young, young girls. And so mm -hmm. he set up a study and then he found actually um, a, a effect that obviously he also tracked the, the relationship between the women that mm -hmm. he was men um, monitoring the cycles, the menstrual cycles. And so specifically women that were very close to each other, he's, he found in his data that they actually were synchronized with their cycle. Mm -hmm. So his study suggested that there is an effect. But later on, there were a lot of um, argumentations about this study. The way, were, the way it was conducted, right? The way it was yeah. conducted, the way he analyzed this data, and he hadn't, you know, certain things he didn't take into consideration when mm -hmm. he was um, analyzing it. And so there are other studies that say this is actually bullshit. This is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways, in any case, I would say, you know, there might be probably effects, but well, it's also hard to measure them, you know, and on that level. But as you right. you also researched that that specifically with women in in natural tribes, you know, they're really under this is, natural this conditions. Is, so there are, there are a couple of things to look at that are really yeah. important. Is that just because we don't have a scientific explanation for how it works yeah. and we don't see it happen all the time doesn't mean that there isn't a mechanism. That's and the other thing. The yeah. interesting thing is that when you look. Um, like, like I, I've had a lot of experience with ex-girlfriends and friends. Like, like uh, growing up in Canada, we had bigger families. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've heard of this more, like, if, if you're in a family where you have more than three or four or five women in one house mm -hmm. uh, of fertile age, because <laughs> I, I know that you had that when you were younger, but grandma and grandpa, well, grandpa, grandma and, uh, and great grandma don't count. No. <laughs> the, but the point is, is that I've heard of this story so many times mm -hmm. of, of women saying that they're, they're, their cycles were sinking mm -hmm, constantly mm -hmm. and that the alpha female would kind of like not change and the others would change to her and yeah, yeah. the other females were getting more cramps because they're and they they were able to immediately see that by moving in with this yeah. person their cycle was 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 always late or always early because it was trying the uh hard thing is is that we we have birth control now right and birth yeah. control is a is a mechanism to even regulate the the periods and the menstruation yeah. cycles of women. Yeah, yeah. That's often used. Um, in you know, hundred years ago and so on and so forth, uh, they didn't really have hormonal. Um, um, mm -hmm. What do you call it? Uh, uh, Interventions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as we have it today, yeah. right? The pill and so on and so forth, or the or the the shot and all that. And um, I heard of many great stories. I even looked it up earlier today, as to how. Uh, tribes all over the world mm. really in, involved, like it was a part of their culture, mm -hmm. the women menstruation, you mm -hmm. know, because they many many of the, the, specifically the European tribes, we talk about the Greeks and the old Romans mm -hmm. and even all over the, the Nordic Celts. and Celtic world, yeah. um, that there was the whole goddess idea too, you mm -hmm. know, the goddess, the female gods and the representation of them in the menstruation cycle and even the cycle of, uh, of, of fertility of mm -hmm. the land, mm -hmm. like all of this mm -hmm. stuff was intertwined. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for them, understanding these proximity effects of yeah. how the women interact with the tribe, how they interact with one another, how they interact yeah. with their environment, how they interact with the, the 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 constant changing of climates and seasons and so on. 
um, what it all means. There are, I found that to be fascinating to see how many different mm-hmm. cultural um, ceremonies or mm-hmm. or just happenings that mm-hmm. there are uh, all throughout different tribal um, yeah, worlds, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a different aspect, I think. But you know, just to take it back to that proximity effect, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, women, we humans are also only mammals, <laughs> nothing, nothing more than mammals, but maybe more. But you know, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. And so from an uh, from a biological point of view, there are so many examples of how that actually happens in nature. When yeah. a bunch of females, you know, they have their, their cycles at the same time just because also of the, well, I mean, we humans are um, able to are like fertile over the year. You know, we yeah. every, one, every yeah. month there's the opportunity, but usually with, with mammals out there, they are very much... Mm, uh, sync to the the Season, seasons, yeah. so we can see that right now with our cats. It's getting a little bit warmer, and then you can you know <laughs> see yeah. that things are, yeah. are going on. And all and the female cats have their are are, are yeah. they're fruitful at the same time. At the same time, and yeah. that has a couple of reasons. Um, you know, just take maybe to even be able to take care of uh, the youngs to also um like um to make the, sure the lactation at the during same time. a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right? the other thing that they have a lot of food, but also that if all the females are um, having their babies at the same time, then you know they can they can help each other with yep. with raising and all that. And you can see that through the whole um, animal kingdom. And so with women, there was the idea that if there would be something like that synchronization, how would that even happen? And there was one, of course, the hormones, right? So yeah, it was funny. The study that you showed me was like eight hundred and twenty odd females, yeah. all Chinese and all that stuff, and in a in a university environment where they're all stressed to begin with. And I always found that to be interesting. So I always mm-hmm. wondered if physical contact had had played a role in it. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the Chinese culture, they don't touch each other all that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you know the families that I knew that experienced this more, they were families that were more into hugging and and, yeah. and sitting on the couch next to yeah, one yeah, another yeah. with their arms on each other. Yeah. And uh, it's it, 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 I always found that to be kind of a thing is where, mm. uh, you know, you, even with amongst friends, yeah. chick, chick friends, you know, and, chick yeah, chick friends, <laughs> uh, that that, uh, that they, you know, they, they get very intimate in the sense that they they cry together, they mm. have hard emotions together and, mm. um, and, and, I often hear that the best friends eventually end up sinking or yeah, often yeah. end up sinking. Maybe just to put that in, in context, mm-hmm. because we haven't said that, you know, one of the studies that said this whole, uh, this is bullshit, that that's not happening with the um, um, synchronization was that Chinese study where he also kind of reset the whole study from, um, from the first one. And he mm-hmm. said he didn't find an effect. And again, you know, first of all, stress is yep. a big thing for, for the hormones to go crazy and for the cycle to vary a lot. And the other thing is how much there really were yep. interested interacting there's also said there that the um, sweat under your armpit is also the pheromones uh, and all that yeah, yeah but also just 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 you know your body heat changes when mm-hmm. you're um fertile and all that so yeah so if you're using the same showers and all that who knows? yeah so but there are so many aspects to it that it's hard to really say you know this is happening or this is not happening but i think every out every person out there had or maybe that experience once that, you know, you meet someone and you shake the hands or you just look each other into the eye and you can see there is something, you're exchanging something, mm-hmm. um, energy, you feel good after in a conversation, yeah. you know, in the best case, or you feel horrible after. Yeah. So there is obviously something going on. And I think to, to be aware of that proximity effect um, is important so that you can really 
uh, yeah, maybe even kind of also protect yourself from energies that you don't might want to have onto that's, you. That's the other big part of this show that we want to get yeah. into. In the beginning, we're just going to try and go over yeah. um, the concept and philosophies. But then there's that, that is that huge part is that when you start to really acknowledge that these are real things and, yeah, the, and, yeah. and to really understand or to try and understand and try yeah. to acknowledge how much we interact with everything around us. And, yeah, yeah. and things that we believe may not be interacting with us is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe before we go into that, yeah. I just want to finish up that, you know, scientific Please. part. <laughs> um, so I think, did I mention that? So there, there, there was a study actually, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. They were um, asking a bunch of women to track their menstrual cycle with an app. And so what they found is that the, the cycles showed evidence of the global synchronization in um, with the moon, you know, with the phase of the right. moon. So overall, the females over the world, I have to look up where they've actually how many women there were, but it was a big, big um, data set that there was a correlation with the moon. And I think if you are, you know, this is already shows you that proximity effect, mm. the moon changes its, its phase, it's coming like also with the, what is that, tight and... Yeah, the, the, the yeah. yeah. With the, so you can say same, with the tide, with you know, the ebb and flow. Yeah, you have these you have these uh, cycles that we are part of it, and it's it's part of nature. And the mm -hmm. more we, I think, change things, the more we might use different frequencies around us. Mm -hmm. This is also affecting your yeah. your body and everything around you. Right. I just uh, tipped into here into Google. Um, in. Yeah, I typed into Google <laughs> the benefits of human contact. And yeah. what Google comes up with right away is research suggests that being touched can also lower your heart rate and blood pressure, yeah. lessen depression and anxiety, boost your immune system, and even relieve pain. I always found that to be funny, the whole boost your immune system thing, because you have also <laughs> the, the dopamine and the, the, yeah. the positive. I, I ended up seeing a TED Talk way back about that, yeah. exactly, about the effects of a handshake. Yeah. And it's really fascinating just to see that a, a bit of positive um, yeah. human connection goes a long way. And I, Absolutely. And I noticed that immediately coming to Europe, people here are more hands-on, they're more huggy mm -hmm. uh, when, when they say goodbye and hello with the French mm -hmm. and the Italians and all the kisses and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, and then Madeline comes from this like segregated East Germany world where like they, 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 yeah, exactly. What, <laughs> they, they shake with straight arms and they shake, you know. Um, and then you see the Americans and, uh, you know, when they say hi, it's like this, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, a lot of people don't really have, have that, that contact. huge contact. Yeah. That, and so when I went back to the US the last time I was there, I was in LA with a friend of mine and, you know, before, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, with a, with a hug and before going to bed, you know, going around and, and, and actually like greeting each person to go good night, like, you yeah. know, to, to give them, a, a, you know, a, like a handshake and a hug kind of yeah, thing or yeah, whatnot yeah. or a little kiss on their cheek. And, and he told me like after two days, he's like, yeah, this shit's got to stop. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just some people just because it, it is an uncomfortable thing because I think there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of people yeah. who aren't used to um, human contact it's, yeah. it, it makes them nervous because it's it's mm. so much news going on. But uh, I, I completely agree with when there's more human contact, specifically in the yeah. group that you reside within, mm -hmm. even with work, I think it relieves a lot of tension. Mm. That if you have an argument with someone that the next day you're touching each other with a handshake and a hug, you know, like it really yeah, does yeah, yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's something that I know that we don't have too much in North America mm. with, you know, some people, depending on the culture that you're in, because obviously North Americans are... Um, you know, influx from yeah. all over the world, yeah, right? Yeah. So you do have influences depending on where you live in the states. But I've been, I've been places in Canada and the U.S. where, you know, it, there's very minimal human contact, and uh, people are kind of 
you know, they, 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 they react to it very funny when you try to offer it. They're not sure what to do. They, <laughs> they, you know, they're like, they yeah. become like boards when you touch them. I always, uh, always like that picture actually, you know, with when you throw a stone into water and you can see that rings around it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I always visual, visualize myself and someone meeting and, you know, you are separate and then the, the closer you come, these rings are kind of overlapping and then you're exchanging yeah. your energies. Well, that was kind of the, 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 knowledge. the picture of the episode today. The yeah. The picture that I had put up for it. That's that's right? why I'm you know referring for that that yeah. you really um, there is always an uh, a connection and exchange and I think if you're mm -hmm. aware of it you can also uh, direct this exchange you can yep. you know prevent yourself from things coming in that you might don't want to have <laughs> yep. and you can give out positive energy to someone and you know make make them feel maybe better before I met you just to to finish that up um, mm -hmm. the the more scientific part you know it's like with animals and plants. Um, I would say how important it is to keep the right proximity. I like studies that show that even plants like, you know, trees or it's, it was the corn plants, they actually avoid mm -hmm. having too much contact with a neighbor plant. There are studies that show that um, when, you know, the canopy of a tree is when they, when they touch from a different tree, they actually go somewhere else so that mm -hmm. they don't have too much interaction that could be from a, you know, just like a biological point of view in order to avoid uh, competition about resources. But I also think yep. that this is also a natural reaction to not just just to come too close to each other <laughs> somehow. Okay. And even with, uh, with the, um, there was um, an experience with corn uh, that was growing into in, um, in the soil. And then I saw once the roots were touching, the roots went somewhere else. They, they just change direction and growing. Mm -hmm. So these kind of things I found really um, interesting and also just how animals and specifically animals and also plants communicate with with hormones and pheromones right. specifically. Um, there's something yeah. I want to read here and uh, I, I, I know it's not too much your field, but I, 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 it this, I think it explains a lot because even when you go deep into the philosophical science mm -hmm. such as uh, um, uh, physics, you end up with uh, quantum entanglement. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, the the and we know quantum entanglement <clears throat> to be a, a more than just a mathematical uh, equation because we 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 use it. We use it for communication now. Mm -hmm. We use it for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we I, I remember hearing the other day that somebody recently had uh, is working on an uh, an experiment to try and kind of prove or disprove the schrodinger's uh, cat effect mm -hmm. and they're using quantum entanglement as a method to uh, to observe something that cannot be observed <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave it to like... the physicists to like get really <laughs> trekky on it that um, sounds like a phd topic for some you know this is your uh, phd topic yeah. you have to observe something that yeah. can't be observed <laughs> be, be like water my friend <laughs> so uh, quantum entanglement is the phenomenon that occurs when a group of particles when a group of particles are generated interact or share a spatial proximity in a way that such the quantum state of each particle of the group cannot be described independently mm -hmm. of the state of the others including when particles are separated by large distances so what what it really means is that when particles are generated in close proximity they uh, they they have a, a like a polarity and mm -hmm. a spin, mm -hmm. and um, that they sync up to one another. Yep. And when you separate them over great distances and you change the polarity of one, it mm -hmm. automatically changes the polarity of the other immediately. Yeah, yeah. And this goes into so many different philosophical uh, 
I guess, conversations mm-hmm. as to what that really is, what's really happening, mm-hmm. what it really means. And, you know, that goes directly into the Schrödinger. It, it, in this article that I have in front of me, it talks right about, uh, right away about the Schrödinger effect and so on and so on. And the, the idea of the um, quantum entanglement, it makes you wonder, you know, um, how much of that is really with inside with inside of us as well. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I've, I've heard stories of you don't you know how do you know that there aren't particles inside of you that are quant- that aren't quantum entangled to so, something that's on a on an asteroid in a yeah. different galaxy. Who so it's, it's it's it brings forth a lot of really interesting um, ideas. Mm-hmm. You know how mm-hmm. connected are we really? Yeah, because we could be connected at a fundamentally deeper level than we would ever imagine. Absolutely, and uh, and not even understand that mechanism because yeah. we still are so far away from understanding the basic mechanisms of our reality. Yeah, yeah, and I think these these maybe we can you know um, over who um, uh, said that Überleiten. <laughs> lead into the next mm-hmm. topic that you had with your friend's story. You know, with the um, well, uh, well, I want to get that at the end. Oh, okay, uh, so okay. We'll, we'll get sure. into that afterwards. But yeah, that goes into my paranormal story. Well, which, but I would say has a lot to do with that. It does. It absolutely talked. has to do with it, and it'll tie yeah. things in nicely. Oh, okay. So, um, so again, there's the part of the the other part I want to really get into is the the human brain and mm-hmm. our electrical mm-hmm. aura and field that we often talk and hear about. Right? What what is it really? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you talk about uh, we were talking about tribal cultures before, and and I was mentioning as to how tribal cultures and like the way that they deal with menstruation is mm-hmm. very differently i've mm-hmm. even heard stories that um nordic and celtic tribes they would um try to get the women's periods sinking specifically all of them to the moon mm. um so that uh one day a month the women were all who are all menstruating they menstruate together mm-hmm. and um I've heard stories that it has also to do with, you know, depending on how deep in the woods you live, that the mm-hmm. bears and the coyotes and the wolves, like mm-hmm. the, the hygiene and all that stuff is kind of like put together in one in one, um, in one one little week or a couple of days or whatnot and so on and so forth. So it's actually really <laughs> interesting to see that there there was a, like how how many of these stories I'm talking about are actually urban legends or they're, they're, they have a lot of truth in them. Um, I don't know. But it's still a very fascinating idea. Mm. The uh, next thing I want to talk about was the the, the brain, um, the idea. Like we we know through tribal cultures that uh, things like auras uh, mm-hmm. are often talked about, the energy mm-hmm. outside of the body, mm-hmm. and it's a big important thing that uh, a lot of humans in the past spent a lot of time to try and really understand and and developed really complicated ceremonies and techniques to try and um, better connect to reality with. Yeah. So um, there was a study that I had read a long time ago. We didn't end up finding it. I don't know if you ended up finding anything on it, is that um, the brain waves of people tend to sync up mm-hmm. depending on how much how much time they spent with one another mm-hmm. and at what proximity. Um, so the idea was is that a married couple that has been together for years and have shared the same bed for years that over the time of years, we're talking like 5, 10, 15 years, yeah, yeah. Their, um, their, their brain chemistry starts to sink. Yeah. And, and the brain waves start ticking. And, and uh, you guys maybe even had this, this is more of a, maybe even a bit of a paranormal uh, feeling to this uh, next topic, but you guys have maybe even had this where you have a best friend. And you spend a lot of time together. And when you think of the person they call, mm. when you um, 
when you when you uh, you finish each other's sentence in spooky ways that you yeah. you both start saying the same thing at the same time and that kind of stuff um, happens more and more and more from mm-hmm. what I've heard when people spend more and more time together now not all married couples spend a lot of time together and still have good conversations <laughs> in 20 years <laughs> I, I've seen this actually to be quite the case it's true <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nevertheless maybe it's just that they've shared too much and they don't want to look at it anymore uh, you know but that, that might be more of a personal thing to begin with. So yeah, did yeah. you find anything on that? I was looking for different studies and there were a couple that, you know, were looking at the, the brain chemistry of um, pe- two people at the same time because I think that's also a very interesting experimental as approach how to really look at, you know, how do you want to prove that someone is <laughs> is, is really synced? Do you have to look at the, the brain waves at the same time mm-hmm. when they're doing the same stuff? And the studies that I found there... First of all, they're really complicated even for me as a biologist to really, mm-hmm. you know, go through and understand what they were measuring, how that was all connected. And maybe right. it was because, you know, they don't, I, from my experience, when things are written so complicated, it's just that the people don't, didn't understand it either. <laughs> Often, um, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, but what I got from it is that there is a lot of research still going on onto, uh, for that, about this, and that there are effects, absolutely, that you can see, you know, things are tethered, if you say that like that. Yeah, or, absolutely. Um, there was one study, I don't know the really details anymore, but it was two people playing the guitar and one was starting to play and Mm -hmm. then kind of invited the others through just playing ahead and they somehow also saw on the on the um, MRT scans that Mm -hmm. the brainwaves were um, sinking when they started playing together and playing the same parts of the song and and just you know just going through the same experience in that very moment so I like that too. Do they have those weird magnet helmets on? There were no pictures on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just saw the, the MRT scans and yeah. as, a, as a side story, an ex girlfriend of mine was mental, and uh, they the doctors were trying to figure out uh, how you know what was wrong with her head. So they uh, they put a they put this weird helmet thing on her and all these mm-hmm. magnets all over her mm-hmm. and uh, a little like computer she had to carry with her to record her brain waves Ooh. for the. Ca- I think she had to wear that thing for like three days, and then they look <laughs> at it later and they find out if it, you know. Uh, how things are fire, misfiring or firing properly, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even in her sleep and all that stuff. And um, I learned uh, around that time too that um, there was a, a big study coming out of, I believe it was an MIT study, actually one of the big ones. Um, look at that later. As um, they called, they found the part of the brain that's the, uh, and they learned how to create what's called the God effect. Ah, yeah. And the God effect is when you take electromagnetism, and I believe it's right over the left temporal lobe, and you uh, augment the amount of energy, uh, mag- magnetic energy mm. coming from the magnet and the people get a sensation that uh, somebody else is in the room. Yeah, yeah, right? I heard about that too. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is an interesting idea because now uh, for me, what that kind of translates to is that let's just say that 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 that's the way it is, you know? Mm. And, and they were trying to say is that we can fool people into believing there's God around or maybe God being around is just people not understanding. And, but the reality that I kind of mm-hmm. see is, is that there are people who are more sensitive. And yeah. maybe they are picking up certain types of energies, whether it be electromagnetic in nature or not. Yeah. And that this is when we talk about the shaman who has the ability to be in good contact with the spiritual yeah. world. Um, that uh, whether the the piece in the brain that we've dis- that we've learned to read the information in and out of and learn how to trick it and mm-hmm. manipulate it is responsible for that link or not, 
it's all theoretical, really. Mm. But um, it's definitely worth mentioning that uh, that 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 there is an effect there, and yeah. that um, like you can talk about the shamanistic stuff, I think, quite a bit. Um, that there are people that say I, they can feel it. They they can yeah. feel when 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 something comes into the room that that that's, that they cannot see. Uh, yeah, I was reading a lot about this. The first thing that I came across was Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think mm-hmm. he is a is a neuroscientist. I'm not so sure. At least, well, he the has a, as an a bell MD me, yeah. something. But he actually, you know, had had a couple of his own. Like, you know, he had illnesses. I think, and and I think mm-hmm. he had a, an accident somehow, and he was totally shattered all what over was the, the name? place. Joe Dispenza. Okay. And yeah. so what he figured out was also that you know if you put yourself into that thought where you we really feel you are a greater part of the universe that you mm. you know the universe is around you and you are just part of it and you experience it so though you are, are part of the universe that having that awareness of being something out, outside of your body that being something greater more than yeah, more, than more than just, just the body yeah. <laughs> and also uh, i i used to listen a lot to his meditation you always say you know you are in, there's no time that you are no no one there's nowhere mm-hmm. so you just really dissolve everything around you and then you come into that um, state where you really feel different like <laughs> I, I know that from my meditation when you're really just observing yourself dissolving into energy and not identifying yourself with anything anymore and he measured the brain waves of people being in that state hmm. And he uh, could prove that these people are going into the theta, theta, yep. theta uh, brain waves, which is supposed to be the ones that you're really relaxed in, and yep, yep, yep. The, you know the stuff where you kind of really good. <laughs> well, <laughs> good it's, feeling. it's interesting. I think I I, I, know, I know exactly the study you're talking about. It, yeah. So what uh, from what I remember uh, reading, this is a decade ago actually. Um, well, he he did he done uh, he he did st- uh, tons of studies. Yeah, from that uh, uh, that, uh, that he had measured. Um, if it's the same dude, um, people praying and people meditating and the same parts of the brains were being activated. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Where you really <coughs> put yourself into, whether it's a belief, you know, of praying, you believe mm-hmm. that there's something greater out there or you really just bring yeah. yourself into that um, state. And I myself had that experience many, many times also really actively bringing myself into that state where I feel being part of this and I can feel that my energy is actually it's, it's rising up, you know, you can, you, you feel bliss, you feel joy, you feel happiness and bringing that into your everyday life will change also your energy and also change how you interact with other people and what right. you also attract to yourself. And recently um, I found someone said that really well, like, it's not about what happens to you on the outside that makes you happy. It's that you have to make you happy in the inside first and then things will follow from the outside. And mm. I think this is the key to really get into that mode where you feel bliss and joy. However, you you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this um, through meditation or just being aware of that you are here right now, yeah. that you are part of this world and you can experience it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you know, when you think about um, collecting strength and gathering strength, you know, being able to just, um, even like, you know, people talk about the vacation effect. You go on mm-hmm, vacation mm-hmm. and that th- those daily stresses go away and you mm-hmm. come back and you feel uh, honest, honestly recharged. You mm-hmm. feel energized. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not for everyone if they're going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> with children. <laughs> yeah, and- <laughs> if they're going to visit the, the cathedrals with their kids, it might be a different thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, the whole point is, is that um, we we definitely have that where we can, we can see that the different, yeah. the ways that we perceive our environment, we interact with our environment actually 
drains us, depletes us, or mm-hmm. charges or emphasizes the way that we can and, and want to exist in our reality. Yep. You know, sometimes we just want to be uh, left alone and we want to just lie down for a couple of weeks and just turn off, right? Yeah, just absolutely. turn everything off. It's too mm-hmm. much for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, it, it's kind of I'm trying to roll with the way that we're, we're, we're working today, is um, with the environment that we have and the, the amount of electronics that are mm-hmm. in it. And this, mm-hmm. this is now coming more into my world, you know, as a building automation technician, that a lot of people don't really give enough thought anymore, I think, to how much we actually uh, interact with the stuff around us, whether it be our clothing. You know, here's a cool little thought to have in your mind. How often are you not in contact with, uh, with plastic? Or how often do you actually not have contact with something that's not synthetic? And if you live in an apartment where your floors are laminate, your ba- your bathroom has like tiles that also have a lot of like a glossy, shiny um, um mm-hmm plastic or uh, petroleum kind of uh, chemicals in them. Your bathtub's made of plastic. Uh, your your steering wheel's made of plastic. Your seats are pleather. Your clothing fibers are mostly, you know, plastic. Your underwear, your socks, uh, you sleep with your underwear and your socks on. Uh, you have a scrunchie in your hair that's made of plastic. So it's actually really amazing to think how often do you really have a break from touching something synthetic? Yeah. It's uh, Or even touching earth with your... Actual skin, yeah. you know, not with your shoes. You know, going out and getting fresh air is nice, but how often do you even have contact with physical things that are touching the earth? That yeah, they yeah. know something like a tree or a plant or a, uh, you know. And, and unfortunately, I would say that balcony effect might might be a bit of a. Uh, yeah, it kind of works, but I mean, like trees planted in the earth. I mean, to really yeah, yeah. have connection to something out there. Well, also um, animals. Like if you have a pet at home, you probably consider, you know, you feel how how that affects you when you touch an animal. And that's kind of what what I'm getting at too, is that you have um, a lot of animals being affected by this. And you can see this in the way that they're being affected by this. And this is also with you, with the the bees. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've seen this with the rabbits. You've seen this with every species that Mm -hmm. you've actually looked at is Mm -hmm. how deeply they're affected by the industrial world, mm. right? And the industrial world will be the world of agriculture. It'll be the world of toxicity, of dumping, of of all that stuff, mm. right? Um, where they're the, the manufactured landscapes that we now permanently occupy has expanded and extended upon um, all reaches, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not all reaches, but uh, great reaches, right? The, uh, specifically, if you look at uh, what I'll call mainland Europe, <laughs> mm. is uh, most of mainland Europe is like, it's it's agriculture. And what you think is green, just zoom in on it on the Google Earth mm. and you'll see it's not green, it's a farm. It's, an, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a place that has been completely plowed and contaminated where every season they're going in with their plows and they're digging up all, uh, uh, all, all the soil, you know, to turn it over. And when they do that, they, they, it's, it's murdering and killing everything in there. And just to make sure they get it, they go over top of it with pesticides to get the microbiology all fucking dead. And then you have like the insect life. Um, I remember when I was younger, there were a lot more mosquitoes. There were more bugs in the inner city. You know, um, when you have the honeybees, how are they being affected by the high voltage? How are they affected mm-hmm. by Wi-Fi? How are they affected by the the cell towers? How are they affected by a lot of these things? Um, something to take into consideration because this is something that I think is really, really, really um, 
underreported, and that is how much power our cell towers actually use, right? Mm. I was looking into this the other day and I found studies coming out of Indonesia and some studies coming out of uh, um, China. But there are very few studies actually that I could find that are really conclusive in Europe um, as to how much, what's the what's the energy requirement for a cell tower and how much do they use on average, depending mm. on where they are. Uh, the studies that I found in Indonesia were saying that um, the, the, the cell towers require... 30 kilowatt hour or a 30 kilowatt connection, mm. right? So whether it's going to be using the 30 kilowatts all the time, you know, I've, I've read that the average, I think, American um, cell tower uses 11 and a half kilowatt hours. But again, it'll depend on whether it's a city tower mm -hmm. or whether it's a residential tower because the way a lot of the cell towers now work is that um, the more phones are tethered to them, the more the amperage and the mm -hmm. uh, the electricity goes up in order to provide for it. So when they only have a couple, when it's nighttime in the middle of the night, there are only a couple connections, then it powers down quite a bit and, and only focuses. And they're also directional, so they can see more is coming from this direction. Let's shoot it off that way. Mm -hmm. And um, this was a big thing because they wanted to encourage people to find to to invest into this stuff. So a lot of it has become subsidized once more uh, from the governments of the world in order to make people believe that that uh, you know it's 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 cheap and affordable and efficient. Yeah. Um, in Europe, the average, let's say, two bedroom apartment with two people living in it will run two to three thousand um, kilowatt hours for the year, and. When you have a machine that's running at 10 kilowatts on average, right? Mm. Let's just, I'll do the math real quick here. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's pretty intense. Like people don't like, I think it's one of these things where it's, it's, it's quite intense. So let's say 10, right? Times 24 times 30. So that's 24 hours times 30 days. That's 7,200 kilowatt hours. Over over a month, hmm. right? That's uh, that's that's intense, right? So seven thousand two hundred kilowatt hours. If the station is running at ten kilowatt hours um, constantly, or on average, and that's in a month, that means that the average cell tower that's using that much energy will actually be using triple what a household uses in a year for hmm. an apartment, and that's one column. We uh, I I read a. Uh, I, I saw the construction going around here. They they ripped up all the streets where we live. And I was pretty angry about it because the streets were fine. Yeah. Uh, it turns out they were laying cables and then, you know, they had to come up with a reason to rip out the streets. So <laughs> widen the highways, lay new cables and all that. They planted 20,000 new cell towers in oh. Brandenburg alone. And um, it's when I say cell towers, like these are cell towers that are a mixture usually. Usually they're a mixture of 2G, 3G, 4G LTE and 5G altogether. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The 5G towers are the worst because they require more output energy and they need more of them to continue the the the, the connection. Mm -hmm. So you need them to be in, in closer proximity to one another. And so there was a paper that you had just read recently about um, the effects on the bees when it comes to the electrosmog that's going on in, uh, in, in their environment. Yeah, that was um, so for my work. I'm, I'm working for a foundation that we take care of bees. And so 
we get all these information still mm-hmm. sent. And there was one study about the effects of yeah electricity, electromagnetic electromagnetic fields on bees. And um, but I looked it up. There are also many other studies, right? And right. it's always like that. You have some studies that are clearly showing that there is an effect. We have that the same with the pesticides. And then you have, it seems like, you know, there's always like that counter reaction that the companies start looking for scientists that they can pay for to make a study that says the opposite. And so, yeah, you always, I I just saw the same thing where I said, you know, but these uh, results are not, mm, they're not qualified enough to to make uh, final conclusions on that. Right. But I mean... I, I talked to oh, our, the the person who founded the the foundation. He's working as a beekeeper for I don't know forty five fifty years or whatever, mm-hmm. and he said that just from his own experience that he can see that the bees behave differently when they you know come in contact with pesticides when yep. there's a, a cell phone around them or mm-hmm. like more you know when they, maybe they have the 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 hives under a huge um, uh, what's this strom Strom like, Yeah, like under yeah. Uh, under the, cables the, the, the or big, something. The big uh, fifty or sixty hertz cables. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely, you just you know just by observing the animals, and I can mm-hmm. t- also say that from my own experience with with the rabbits, also with birds, you can see that there's a difference in the behavior. Yeah. Uh, you know, my father had blood cancer. He had leukemia mm-hmm. in his forties, and uh, the doctors at the time hypothesized that it's a good chance that he got it because I mean, leukemia for a forty year old specifically back in the nineties was not normal. Now it's more normal because if we have more of this garbage mm. in our environment. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. And um, back then he got it because they believed that his the location of his work, uh, mm-hmm. he was a pastry chef mm-hmm. and he was working all hours of the night, specifically during busy seasons and he was constantly sampling sugary stuff. So his immune system was always constantly at, uh, you know, and he wasn't eating properly because he just had a kitchen full of sugary stuff. <laughs> And, you know, he's a busy guy. Didn't mm-hmm. have time to eat. Had much uh, Many contractors have that same mentality today, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, he was working the entire time beside the uh, high-voltage field. Mm-hmm. Uh, his building was, you know, he got a good deal on the building because it was beside the high-voltage field, right? Yeah, well. So he paid for it with his life. And um, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like I mentioned before, we know that this stuff isn't good for us. We, yeah. we, we, we hear about these effects. We see that cancer is now like one in every two people by the age of 50 or 60. Mm. Whereas in the 90s, I remember it was like one in six and one in eight. And it just kept going up and up mm. and up, right? Mm. And so we know that these things have horrible effects, but we don't think about the, uh, the proximity effect that we have to the uh, it, 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 and it's constant, you know. Yeah. When you're constantly around your computer, right? Yeah. What the 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 light, the power, the you know, nothing. Well, yeah. All this, all the technology gets warm, and it gets warm because it's 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 loss. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not a good. It's not like uh, what they call with the semiconductors. You know, you have um the 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 big ring that they have in Geneva, Switzerland. They have they have to cool it th- that thing down to like minus. Uh, what is it, uh, 230 cal- uh, uh, Celsius in order to uh, uh, get the <laughs> yeah. silver. Um, the, I think they're using silver or gold. doesn't matter. Mm. Um, they're using gold as a as um, as a very special, no, copper. Sorry, they, copper is a superconductor at that temperature. That's mm-hmm. the point. It conducts better than silver or gold at that temperature. Okay. Right? Um, but when we have copper at room temperature, which we use all the time, is a shit... Co- well, it's a good conductor, but it's not a superconductor. It's, mm. it's just a decent semiconductor. Yeah. And and all that heat is lost. This is radiation that's going off. This is It's not healthy to be around this stuff, mm. right? It has to go somewhere, right? 
Yeah, well, now think about this. You know, mm. we talked about, I, I mentioned it earlier that if every cell tower on average is using, let's just cut it in half. You know, let's just talk about like, the, I just pulled that number out of, uh, out of a couple of papers that I had read and it seems to be the kind of go-to number that you find online when you type in how much, uh, uh, how many watts does a, a cell tower require and, and Quora and Google and mm. DuckDuckGo and all the sites and uh, all the papers that I had found, like I said, from Indonesia, they all kind of said the same thing. They mm -hmm. said they require a 30, they should have a 30 kilowatt hour, uh, a 30 kilowatt connection, but on average they run between 10 and 20, right? And just that alone, where do you think the energy goes? This is something that I think it's it's fascinating to me to see that we we learn that every effect has an opposite and equal every action has an opposite and equal reaction. We learn this uh, in in, mm. in 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 physics, right? In in math, like in school, we don't have to really talk about physics, but this is something that we we learn with yeah. uh, mechanical engineering and all that because it's law law of uh, what is it called the law of motion or whatever it is. And um, when you pump thousands of kilowatts through a pole that's that's sending it out in the form of microwave radiation mm -hmm. or radio like most people don't realize that microwaves and radio frequency waves they they're pretty much the same thing like the the overlap is huge mm -hmm. right uh, i think i think that everything above 350 hertz is technically a microwave what we tend to say a microwave is, is I think is a more high powered, like you're sending more energy over that microwave yeah. as opposed to like, if you had a 400 Hertz connection, uh, like, you know, these microphones, I believe they operate at 700 Hertz. I believe the connection right now to the base station yeah. that's in front of us. Okay. And, and that's, we say radio frequency cause it's, it's a very, it's not using a lot of energy. It's just enough to make the connection. It's not crazy. Um, but if you were to amplify the amount of energy that goes through this frequency, they'll they tend to call it more a microwave. But the reality is, is that 700 hertz is still a microwave, right? Um, and a lot of people, I've heard this over and over again. Oh, cell phones and Wi-Fi, that stuff's all harmless. It's, mm. You're you're an idiot for thinking that that stuff can harm you. You know, it has to be ionizing, and ionizing energy only starts like at the at the X-ray and gamma ray. Like it has to go way up there, you know. And I'm thinking. If you believe that only ionizing energy is dangerous, please stick your head in the microwave and turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how safe you feel, right? You know, tell me yeah. when the water in there is boiling yeah, that yeah, yeah. the energy that is being dispersed is not harmful. Yeah, and, uh, and and that's the truth is that just because so now we live in this soup where this microwave energy is like I said, one po one pole is putting out over 3000 kilowatt hours um, per month, mm. where's that energy going? That's mm. the entire energy you use in your house in one pool times two or three, mm -hmm. right? In in a month, mm. that energy is going somewhere, right? Yeah, it's going into the air. It's going into you. It's going into everything around you. And that's and that's something that uh, we know. But we like our toys, you know. And, and the big companies, they know they like to sell the toys, and they know that there's a market for it. And yeah, yeah. and 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 Absolutely. so long as there's a market for it, uh, these dangerous things will continue to go on, and the agricultural landscapes will be riddled with uh, these uh, electrical generators. Now, the the fan propellers, they have them all over Europe. Same yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. huge magnetic fields on these things. Right? Yeah. You won't see birds near them. <laughs> I don't see them too often. Like I remembered that when I was. Uh, um, I was in an East German, um, like an old Soviet base, right? With some friends of mine. And you get close to these uh, huge windmills. They're huge. They're like the size of a mini skyscraper. 
and they just hum all day long, like yeah. a, like a really high frequency, a yeah, horrible yeah. frequency. And, uh, and and that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, ah, the birds don't quite dig this thing. They're over there, mm. you know. So uh, so with the with the bees, what do you think the effect on the bees are with the um, radiation that's given off by the cell towers and the um, the windmills? Yeah, if I remember right, that study. Or the I think wind what, what at the end, what they always try to measure is how um, the bees navigate. You know, how good they right. actually come orientate themselves and how good what they... What about their health? I mean, they, is there... They go back home and, um, yeah, health, you can see that from, you know, their, their life duration and all do, that. Do they get physicals and checkups every month like humans or every year? Like, <laughs> is, is there something... Is there is there a baseline to say this is a healthy bee and this isn't? Well, it's 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 more about the the beehive, I would say, you know, as a yep. as one organism. That's how I learned it from... Um, that's from kind of unfortunate person. that that's how... That's how uh, it's often like in, in society now. It's like that society is healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those people are suffering. Yeah. Don't worry about them. But you can definitely see, the you know, economy we, have, is good. we have a couple of beehives in our uh, place as well. And uh, you can see that there are always dead bees. They're always laying laying around dead bees in the, yeah. in the entrance. And they kind of just, they just brush them out, you know. So not, yeah. And yeah, I, I, of course, I, can, I think you can just count the number of dead bees. And if this increases, you can see like the mortality rate somehow connected to the um, the treatments that they got. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So um, let's go on to the next part, unless there's anything else that you want to say with the bees. Mm, so I absolutely believe that, you know, they there is an effect on the bees specifically because they... Um, they use uh, maybe on that level. We have um, mm-hmm. uh, a project called Umweltspeer, which would be translated like and just the, just so people know what, what what like what's your standing with the bees? Like, why do you know so much about bees? I so well, I don't know so much about it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm I'm working as a biologist and and. Um, uh, is that a CEO? I don't know what is that of of the foundation. Yeah. And the foundation has been founded by um, Thomas Radetzky, which is a beekeeper for many, many, many years. And he just, you know, wanted to create a foundation that is um, an independent mm, how do you organization. Say it? Like a organization yeah. But it, it, it's there for the bees. You know, it's yeah. like a lawyer for the bees. So it. Uh, it was cool <laughs> because that, like, he was solely responsible for keeping Monsanto out of Germany um, with their with their corn crops. I think we told that story. Yeah, already. we did already, but it's yeah. still, you can still tell them you over and over. We got new people come in and all the time. <laughs> okay. And uh, and it was I found that to be a, a really compelling thing because what he said is he said that um, honey has to be in order in Germany. Honey is declared a natural product, mm-hmm. and for it to remain a natural product, we can't have NGOs in like close to where the bees are. And so uh, the the government looked at that, or the, the the judge at the time, and he looked at Monsanto and said, "Don't you have other corn you can sell?" <laughs> and, corn, and Monsanto's like, "Well, we have normal corn." They're like, "Good, sold, done, <laughs> next." And and so for that, we don't have genetically modified corn in not Germany, yet. not yet. Yeah, they're yeah. they're starting with this whole bullshit now with lightly modified. You know, like people who have been vaccinated, just lightly modified. You're all right. Lightly modified. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, the, it's, the, a huge it, it, it's a huge. It's it's a huge topic, and it's a big problem because. Um, it's a floodgate, you know, once it's open just a little bit, it's like the beaver dam, you know, you take a couple logs out in the wrong spot and it's like Jenga. The yeah, whole tower or just collapses. also the froggy in the water, you know, just heat it up slowly until the frog is boiled and no one yeah. really realizes that. And so this and is what we want to talk about in this episode is that yeah. it's important to just acknowledge the proximity mm-hmm. effect, you know, like how much affect our environment, mm. the people around us, the people we want to be around, mm-hmm. the people we don't want mm-hmm. to be around. I think that's so important. You know, when you Absolutely, go to work yeah. and your colleagues are, you don't like your colleagues, just remember, 
you're syncing up with them. You know, their brainwaves, their yeah, electromagnetic yeah. influence on you is there, right? And, yeah. and if you don't want it, then go somewhere else. And it's and it's a horrible thing to just say it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it'd be nicer if they went somewhere else, but it's not reality. <laughs> and and I think it's important to, uh, to just at least acknowledge yeah. that so that maybe you can start to think about how can I protect myself if I can't go somewhere else? Yeah. Maybe I, you I, can talk about that with the shamanic practice. Yeah, maybe just to, to finishing yeah, you know, bees, one, right? one aspect um, with the bees. So, yeah, I'm, I'm working as in, as that foundation and we have a couple of projects uh, specifically with, with health of bees. And one is the, it's so-called like an environmental observer, <laughs> called, mm-hmm. which is a chem- mechanical mm, thingy. I don't know how to explain that. It's, it's actually built underneath a beehive. And okay. it's measuring so it's a, it's a, the electromagnetic so field. Yeah, it's in, machine like. A, yeah, it's machine yeah. that measure measures the electromagnetic field of the bees. Of the hive. Of the hive, the oh, complete hive. And um, so, over many many years already, a couple different um, types of these these, these things, and they can mm-hmm. really see that if something changes within the hive, you can see that the electromagnetic um, charges also changes in that thing. Wow. And so, they want to use this approach in order to really monitor the environment of the bees like whenever they come in contact with pesticides whenever there is like you know things like electromagnetic influence they can actually see that in the behavior right, of the bees and even, the even if, the, field in yeah, the, if the bees are, are are on a uh are going to a crop that's heavily bombarded yeah, 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 for yeah, example yeah. with they, em and yeah. also they also take electromagnetic charge with them if they visit a flower there, mm-hmm. There's always an exchange of electromagnetic magnetic sorry All right. magnetic charge, and so this can also be measured by that um, object by that right. machine. So that's why I I I think and 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 you know that's why also they can pick it up because of every bee is in the beehive, not only one. Right. You might not see any difference within only one, but the whole the whole bee. Company. Colony, yeah. <laughs> Colony. No, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's that's one approach, and just from from all the research and I'd all like the... to have that in our house. Just generate, you know, just take a look at the electromagnetic yeah. value of this family and see how that changes. <laughs> <laughs> Spiking when the yeah. you know uh, when the Schwiegermutter comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When 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 the in laws come over, you can see the spike. <laughs> Something is not right in that house. All right, <laughs> get out of Dodge. <laughs> so so yeah, that's one aspect, and the other one was the. What was that? The shamanic approach. Yeah. Well, so the idea of like, if ah, yeah. you're in an People. environment, for example, where you know you're gonna be there, you know, yeah. or you or you're you you didn't expect it, and you're there, and yeah. you know you you're good, you got to hold it out for you know a couple hours a day or yeah. whatnot. Um, what are some techniques that you've learned in the shamanic world um, to protect yourself, perhaps a little bit from that, uh, maybe mentally and emotionally? Yeah. So I think the best protection is for you to really are in your body, that you are in the very moment and you feel that, you know, you can feel your legs, you really feel that you're in your body. Mm -hmm. You can, there's an approach that I like to do that I really visualize um, myself, like my heart. And from there's like a light that goes out into my body. And I really feel, feel myself out. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm present. I'm there. I can feel my hands. You can also just do some grounding um, exercise where you kind of, you know, tap yourself on the shoulder and, and shake your body. So the physical um, exercise is actually mm-hmm. also a good way to protect yourself, to really ground yourself. So grounding is a big thing, which means you have con- your connection to your body. And you can, mm-hmm. I think you, you know that when you feel very lightheaded, when you have a lot of things you want to think about, you're very much up here in your head. 
You don't really yep. feel your body anymore. You don't feel when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, when you have to go to the toilet. <laughs> you know, these things are become so urgent all of a sudden because yeah, you yeah. were synced in something. And when are you in that stage? This is, I think it's the most dangerous because you don't know what's what's going on around you. You might think um, there is someone around you that his energy can actually rub off onto you because yeah. you're not aware of it. You know, you don't you don't really feel it that something is going on. Yeah. So the best uh, protection is really to find a way, a way where you can be present in the moment and either through meditation or going outside in nature or just dancing, exercise, whatever it is with mm. you. And um, from the shamanic point of view, we learned that you you connect with your spirits, you know, like mm. this is an, this not maybe for everyone, <laughs> mm. but that you feel you're protected by good energies, you know, yep. that energies that are with you and that that are protecting you from other energies that might are not so, not so, not so nice. So yep. on that level, it has a lot to do with that non-ordinary, you know, We talked paranomic. about this uh, a few episodes ago. What do you think you're breathing? You know, the idea of being able to take a, to, to, when you focus on your breath, yeah. you reset fight or flight mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can, uh, you know, calm the brain waves. Mm -hmm. You can calm the heart, the, heart, the yeah. pulse. And, 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 and by doing so, you calm the entire energetic state of your body. Yeah. So Maybe one more word to that. I think it's a very complex, very interesting topic. I also... Yeah, thought about this for many, many years and I'm really into that topic because that was something that I had to learn for myself to set boundaries, to protect myself from uh, energies that I might yeah. be not so nice to me. But if you grow up in an area where, you know, I would say you have miserable people around you, this is how you, right. how you think life is just like, you know, this is like, oh... Yeah, and you keep you keep having the same energy because whatever these people, you know, they might take really away your your light that you might had when you were a child. Mm -hmm. I think we all come to this world and we are we are very much in the moment a, a child if you look at it they're happy and, and joyful with everything around them. And the more they interact with their family and specifically if there are a lot of problems in the family, you know, maybe you have brutality or alcohol or drugs mm -hmm. whatever's going on. I think that light is going dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until the point where that kid thinks, you know, this is how, how I am. This is how the world is. This is normality. This yeah. is normality. And so it will attract other people that have just the same kind of light going on. <laughs> yeah. And this is how you how you end up in a situation. It's the first thing I would always ask myself if you have people around you that you, you know, think these are shitty people. Well, obviously you attracted them. So obviously something within you is also shitty just as i would say that like, <laughs> yeah. you know there's yeah, yeah, something yeah. that you attracted them and i think it's the first that's the first thing to realize and then look inwards and it's like we you know what is it that would be within me that you know that would attract that if you're mm -hmm. having um traumas that are not resolved so these people might really trigger you in order to look at that and then you can evolve from that and you can remember who you really are you can shine your light again you know yep all these things, there's nothing that you could just explain within one <laughs> episode. But um, just to say, I think we are all we are all responsible for our own energy level and we can raise it no matter what happened to you yep. in your life. Yep. And as you mentioned, you know, awareness is, uh, I think, one of the, the, the key elements yep. of being able to just, and this is what this show is fundamentally about in this episode yep. specifically, is also about is uh, the awareness yep. of what you're interacting with how you're interacting with it yeah. and the nature of it. Obviously, we don't know everything and nobody knows anything. No, well, no, no it's one not knows everything. And it's, <laughs> and it's not necessary either. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, I think there's a lot of life to be experienced and you don't need to take on all the issues at once. And this, you know, kind of lends 
merit to the idea of reincarnation, that that's why reincarnation could be a possibility, sure. that uh, we have time <laughs> over, <laughs> over the course of many lives to yeah. experience different dramas and uh, different issues that we have to yeah. get over or different types of connections. No need right? to hustle. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to hustle, exactly. I find that, uh, honestly, when I'm, when I'm stressed, the best thing to do is to slow things down. Yeah, absolutely. And I find it interesting because when you don't, when I don't think about things too much, five to 10 minutes can go by quickly. Mm. But when I think about every second, mm -hmm. it goes by real slow in the mm. sense that sometimes uh, I think to myself, um, like uh, like if it's before a show, a conference, a, a stage event mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking five minutes till camera, like there's a lot, you can do so much in five it's minutes. True, yeah, like, it's true, yeah, I had that experience too a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and you see that in shows all the time where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, because I'm tight. You see that on shows all the time where it's like, you know, you only have 30 seconds left to wrap up the show. And what you can actually say, yeah. a, a good example is the first time, if any of you guys who, have, who are out there have done kind of what we're doing, where you sit in front of a camera with a microphone. Um, you know, the first time we both did it was, was solo, right? So I had my oh, own yeah. solo podcast. Mm -hmm. She had hers. And the first time sitting in front of a camera with a microphone, you're looking at the camera and you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a good half an hour show. <laughs> After five minutes, you sit in that camera in front of that camera. You're like, I'm out of stuff to say. You know, like <laughs> that, that was five. Like what you thought would have been like thirty minutes of content filled up five minutes, and it's and it's like. Yeah. You go white, you go pale, and you <laughs> specifically if you're alive, it's like yeah. you don't know what to do anymore. You don't know what to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And and as we relax into it, um, we start to really realize how much stuff you can pack into a yeah, couple yeah. hours, and at the same time, as it becomes more comfortable, yeah. All of a sudden, for us to be able to do a show that lasts an hour and a half isn't isn't the same as I think when we first started. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also has something to do. Yeah, it's important to have you know idea what you want to talk about. What's the main points and issues um but then also leave room for the things that just appear and wants to be said at that very moment no, to just no. once what what's gone through i once learned from someone when i was preparing my readings for my books or my presentations that she said you know fill half of the time with stuff and the other half <laughs> you'll leave open for things that just you know wants to be said at that no. uh, moment and that uh, if someone has a question or so and then yeah. you will see um where it leads from there yeah and there was something else I wanted to say, but <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but yeah, it was recently, I was recently just really realized again, I, I realized again how much it is, how important it is to look inwards and not finding the solutions outside and running after one thing that you want to achieve. That was that, um, I think he's an American psychologist, Michael A. Singer. Was his name? Never, never heard of him um, before. But he, I watched a couple of videos with him that were really, really interesting. I think mm -hmm. he wrote the book Untethering Soul. Call and also never heard of it. He also said that, yeah, we, we, you know, we have this bucket list that we want to achieve in our life, and then you want to do this, and you want that experience, and world mm -hmm. journey or a journey around the world, whatever it is that you want to experience in your life. But once you achieved it, so what? You know, you're just looking for the next thing, for the next thing whereas just you know focus on within and and see what's what's within yourself and mm -hmm. just in every moment whatever comes up take it as a uh, as a possibility to experience life and he said this is what it's about it's not about planning all your bucket list and you know just like Absolutely. going down the list is like check 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 but just really open up that space and experience everything oh, that yeah. wants to come for you at that very moment i think when you do this 
then you know you're good. You don't need to worry. I've been about on vacation stuff. with people before who are bucket listers. Oh yeah, me too, uh, big and time. It's fucking awful. It's so stressful. It's eh? it's 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 awful. Like yeah. I, specifically, I went around Iceland. I was there for like six weeks with a group of friends. Nightmare. It was a nightmare because uh, you know my my friend Jacob and I we can just flow. We we're we're good. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but this oh. is again, you know, if you this is something you want to fill. There are holes. Felminator heard of the book. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he he's there. very popular. I think. Uh, Never heard you know, of him. His book was picked up by yeah. Oprah Winfrey, and once that happened, oh well, there you go. <laughs> he was all instant, over the place. <laughs> instant fame effect. So what and, I wanted to say yeah. is that when I was in Iceland, uh, so my buddy Jacob and I, we can flow in with stuff. You know, we had we had a band together. You guys can check out Felmuth dot band. It's my website <laughs> for the, the 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 metal project that I had. Uh, go to YouTube, type in Felmuth F E L M E T H, and you'll find uh, you know my 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 band Felmuth, uh, and you'll see. Uh, I, I, like we have, a, I have a bunch of videos, but there's one specific music video for the 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 the, the main single that was released on the last album, and that's Jacob and my and myself. You know, mm -hmm. we're um, having a fun time driving through Berlin on his boat, and uh, that's the music video, pretty much with a bunch of funky effects. And <laughs> yeah. um, when we were in Iceland, we were with a couple friends that he had grown up with, and they could not let go. You mm -hmm. know, we're somewhere where none of us have been, and they just have this list of like mm -hmm. things they have to see, mm -hmm. and they're like so angry because we're there. You know, we're there for the six weeks and we show up in a little village or a little town and it's like Saturday or Sunday. It's like, so there's nothing today that's happening. You have to wait no. a few days. And I'm like, let's just drive down here. And they're like, why? What do you want to do over there? And oh. I'm thinking, well, I just want to go see what's over there. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's the worst thing I could ever do is I, I can't imagine going somewhere and not knowing why I'm going there. <laughs> and I was just like, well, why don't you park the car and think about it and I'll walk? Like, <laughs> there's nothing else I could do. And then we ended up, uh, we were in um, Reykjavik at the time when that had happened. And, um, I found amazing things, like most, all yeah, the best stuff in my life. Absolutely. We ended up finding like a lot of people, they try to find springs, uh, like a natural source springs, but like yeah, volcanic yeah, yeah. springs uh, of, of, of hot thermal water yeah. coming out. And there are a couple main attractions, but if you actually yeah. just wander the island, they're everywhere. I know. And, and I found, <laughs> uh, so uh, Jacob ended up finding a, a like a little private waterfall that we were able to shower under and all that stuff. It was, it was awesome. So yeah, yeah. it's the stuff that we didn't expect that we went walking without uh, any expectations that yeah. we found that were the best things. And Absolutely. these other people who had this like list of shit that they had, all they could do at the end of their vacation is act is, is talk about how their list uh, pleased them or not. Mm. And often they weren't pleased because, yeah, you know, well, they, yeah. unfortunately they had to bring themselves on the journey. <laughs> there's, there's so much to it that, um, you know, maybe two things I want to add. First of all, I had the same experience when I was in Japan. Mm. I was there for a conference and I had three months time and I had no plan. And I really wanted to see how, because I was like that before, you know, no. I was like a consumer. <laughs> I had to fill in some holes consumer just by consuming yeah. by, you know, I, I kind of linked my self-worth to what, whatever experience that I was mm. journeying to many different countries. So I was really consuming traveling to feel better and to make myself more interested, interesting. I don't know. But with Japan back then, I wanted to, to, do it differently and I had no plan and I experienced the most craziest shit when I was there <laughs> like I was part of a ceremony in a temple that like you yeah, know I really. would have never yeah. never planned and met amazing people and, and was involved in things so and I really think if you don't run after these things because you you feel like you have something missing within yourself you have to you know fulfill yourself mm -hmm. with these things then life will give you way more than you would ever ask for. Yeah, there's the same with, I think, with your job or with the relationship. 
if you're not looking for this in order to make yourself happier or to to fill mm-hmm. these holes within you, but you focus on filling these holes yourself by really just, you know, find a way for you to be present and and enjoy this experience of light. That's why I have to thought, uh, you know, laugh about, like, I can't just go anywhere without knowing what, what's around this. Like, well, how do you live your life then? You don't never know what will be around <laughs> well, the next corner. <laughs> that, 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 that's actually, I think, the answer right there. Is this is the answer right there. Absolutely. They don't yeah. live their life. They're just like, you know, trying to map something out and then following this map, thinking that this would be the best thing for them. But if they would have just let you know let that map go something even more amazing would happen no. to them and i i truly believe that if you were at that point where you don't need anything in order to be happy and fulfilled and you know everyone can be just by the fact and and accepting the fact or acknowledging the fact that you are alive and that you have the opportunity mm-hmm. right now to live here and experience life that you more or less healthy you know <laughs> having a home probably while starving, this is already so much to be grateful for. And Absolutely. Then you, and the rest just comes. You don't need to worry about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you also know which kind of people you like to hang out with, you know, what places you would like to because you're in your own energy in that frequency and you will attract everything that is just meant for you. Right. And that's on uh, that level. And I that's how I would see the proximity effect, you know. Everything that you attract has something to do with you. And if you don't like it, Look first within yourself, and then mm-hmm. you know, just just like a magnet, change what what you attract. Yeah, yeah. Wise words from Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking I was watching uh, uh, Prating, but with uh, ah, with, yeah. with the the Van Pletsen guys Prating. from South Africa the other day. He has this one mic that he has lying around, and he calls it the Hoot mic. Yeah, the, the, should, yeah, yeah, we, we have, need that we mic. Need so that every time, mic. every time someone says something like really <laughs> good, then you have to repeat it into the Hoot mic. And it's like kind of louder and with echo. It's louder with echo, and it gets stored on a separate device <laughs> full of Hoot facts. Yeah, that's good. I need that absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, what is the South African word for big? And but that that's was the, the point. I mean, with me, I never know when I would say something hurt, only after. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. See, that's that's why you have to get these things when they happen live, because it's not something you want to plan for. No, right? no, no. That's why. Big, no. The big uh, the big facts and the big sayings. So uh, let's jump into the next part. And before oh, we okay. do, I There's do want to do this whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. All so right. for- you do that. I'm gonna pull up something. <laughs> pull up something. <laughs> well, I'm get a picture. Oh, I see. So yeah, for all of you guys who are regularly listening to us, and or maybe now be today the first time, and you think like these people are cool, I want to listen to them <laughs> every Sunday. <laughs> oh my you, God! What? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> what? No, no. You wanted me to do some advertisement. Now I'm go doing for it. it. Um, yeah, you can absolutely. Uh, you can find us on Rockfin, which is kind of our home. So Rockfin is where we are, you know, where we are. <laughs> we're, we're our, like all of our videos are yeah. archived on Rockfin. Absolutely. Let's, let's say it that way. So we're live on Twitch and DLive as well, but our archive is on Rockfin. Yeah. And so Rockfin is smart home, stupid people as well as we have a Telegram group with the Telegram, uh, Telegram group. So you can join the Telegram group, but also the chat, which is the smart home, stupid chat. Mm-hmm. Chat. Yeah. So you can be part of that as well. You can live during the show, ask yeah. questions. If you want to phone in during the live show, join the Smart Home Stupid chat. You want me to do this? No, or I want no? you to do it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm sharing some of the load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All no, right, I, I know what I have to say. All right, you keep so, going. Yeah, yeah. So as Eris said, you can join in the Telegram live chat and ask us questions during the show. 
We are also on Twitch and DLive, but this is called Smart Homes Slow People because uh, Twitch doesn't like the stupid people and DLive has not enough characters. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. There we go. And uh, for all the podcast mm, people out there who like to listen more than, you know, watching us on the video, we are on Podbean, also live on the live yeah, episodes on, on, on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So you can listen and you can also ask us questions and comments. Just, you know, be part of the show. Did I forget anything? No, you did wonderful. Thank you. All righty. So let's jump into um, the next part that I wanted to talk about when we talk about um, proximity effect. Yes. Right? It's more than just with our spouse, our family, colleagues, plants, animals, and all that stuff. There's a whole universe yeah, out there, right? Absolutely. There's physical reality and non-physical reality. And we are interacting with both of them. Yeah. Um, there's something that I always found to be very fascinating because this is an effect that a lot of people swear by. And we're going to talk about the big astrology, mm -hmm. right? That uh, a lot of people say, you know, uh, depending on when you're born, yeah, that you will portray certain characteristics yeah. of some of, of a person who was born during that season. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people You're say... You're so Capricorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, 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 a lot of people say hui. You know, they say hui? Uh, that means nothing. Hui and fui. Ah. You know, uh, they, they, they say it's garbage. It doesn't mean anything. It's mm -hmm. bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what does that mean? I want to actually kind of bring it into light as to yeah. how it actually could mean something. Absolutely. Right? And I, and I really like this idea that I, I came up with because it's my idea and I came up with it. Do you need a Hort microphone for that? I really should have a Hort <laughs> microphone for this. Um, so I'm going to bring over this right here. Yeah. Oh, crap. We're like way over there. I'm going to move this. I don't want to show the desktop. That's the way it is. Um, here, maybe I can uh, do the studios better for this. Look at that. All right. Mm -hmm. So you you have the 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 the, um, the zodiac. Yeah. What is the zodiac really? Uh, and I'm gonna break it into a way that I like to see it because it helps me under kind of like understand it in a in a physical way that relates to all the esoteric and mm -hmm. and um, you know um, what's the word I'm looking for like a, a crypt, no cryptic like meanings that people tend to pick out of it and okay. so on and so forth so yes when you look up in the in the sky we tend to draw pictures over the dots it's that's that's mm -hmm. that that's uh anthropogenic right I mean that's 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 something that people love to do they they find yeah. patterns in everything they look at even in things that don't really have patterns. You know, you can look at a well, white wall and you'll find a, a picture of the Mary, you know, Mother Mary Teresa. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's easier for the brain to see patterns, to remember and to well, the, orient themselves. It's looking for patterns to be able to find things, you know. Yeah. Like when you look at a bush, you want to find the pattern of these are the good berries, those are the not good berries. Yeah, you it, know? it needs to make sense. Ex well, we try to make sense of reality, yeah, yeah. right? To For better or for worse. And... Um, so the zodiac is think of they've divided the sky up into the the signs of the zodiac, mm -hmm. right? Um, how many are there? You're more into this stuff than I am, <laughs> right? See, one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Is it just yeah, twelve and twelve? Tw I thought. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it is yeah. twelve to twelve. So it just 12. doesn't line up with the months, but it's uh, twelve to twelve. Well, yeah, twelve. Uh, so you have the signs of the zodiac, and the solar system. You know, we're going to talk about solar systems today. So. Uh, uh, all of you people who don't like solar systems can cry about it, but we're going to... I'm just saying, like, I don't... I, I, What's wrong with the solar system? There's nothing wrong with the solar system. Well, I mean, it could be. I don't know. Uh, the, the point is, is that um, the solar system uh, 
is we most of the planets in the solar system, our solar system, are flat. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have the sun, and you have all the planets that are pretty much in a in a flat disk, except for Pluto, which likes to go backwards and is on a weird angle, mm-hmm. uh, if you consider it a planet still. And um, the solar system, it, the our planet itself, has a tilt a tilt of twenty three and a half degrees, mm-hmm. yep. which uh, makes the entire solar system appear to be slanted in our night sky. Ah, yeah. This is why when you see the sun and the moon, it like Goes does this back. funky arc. And mm-hmm. the more north you live, the more extreme that arc becomes, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. with us, uh, 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 the the middle of summer, we see the sun rise in the northeast and set in the northwest, right? Like it's it's a huge arc and, you, and it just dips below the horizon and comes right back up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the summer, it's the opposite. You see it rise in the southeast and set in the southwest and it's just a little tiny arc over the horizon and it just goes bye-bye. You know, mm-hmm. then we get a couple hours of sunlight and that's the end of it, right? Um, and the zodiac is, is, it's the same, right? The zodiac is also lined up with the uh, um, uh, like it's 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 uh, it, I'm not sure if it's exactly lined up with the uh, with the with the solar system like with our flat solar system like all the planets are a disk mm-hmm. um, except for Pluto uh, more or less right and I think the zodiacs are on the same line. Um, the point is is that the way that they move through our sky because of our tilted planet is it, we see all the signs going through the sky no matter where you are on the planet. It's not like uh, a lot of people ask that question. Why is it that like during some times of the year, certain zodiac signs are more north and more south? And that has to do with the fact that our planet is on a tilt. And as it goes around the, the sun, um, the, 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 the way that we perceive these things changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So just like I said, in the north, in the in the winter time, the sun is in the north. In the sum, in the summertime, sorry, in the summertime, the sun is in the north, rising and setting, and in the wintertime, it's in the south, rising and setting. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what this um, for me, like a very simple way of kind of looking at the, the way that you can bind astrology to astronomy, is during I believe the summer, the 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 solstice in the summer, the sun will eclipse mm-hmm. one of the signs of the zodiac mm-hmm. just flat out will eclipse it right mm-hmm. and um the energy that is missing from that 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 line of sight that is now interrupted by the sun being in the middle is missing from us at that point mm-hmm. it's missing to like it's not provided to being provided yeah. uh, provided to us so if you think about all the rays and all of the the gamma rays and like all the light and all the emissions being generated by all of the stars and the universes uh, or and the and the um galaxies in the universe yeah. that we see it's constantly bombarding us and there's an effect this yeah. constant effect that we have with them and when the sun eclipses it it interact it, it, it hits us differently and so the idea that uh, that I've that the way that I like to see it that's really simple is when you're in Capricorn, it means that during the um, that it, it really it means that the, the the Capricorn is being eclipsed by the sun mm-hmm. and it's missing from the zodiac. Mm-hmm. And so that the energy sequence that you're getting as it moves from Capricorn into the next or because uh, it it goes backwards in the sky, right? As it goes into the next uh, sign, um, the the, the energy shifts, mm-hmm. right? And so you get these people who are born on the cusp and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, an idea that I've always really liked that the the sign that you are is actually what's missing 
from you. Like it's a, it's it's an energy sequence that you are, but there's something missing from you uh, it, mm-hmm. that, that, that's blocked out by the sun and so on and so forth. And this is what defines the uh, the the energy that's, that's received during yeah. that time, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's. Uh, I didn't do a, a very great job of explaining <laughs> that, but uh, in layman's terms, like I said, the the um, the, the zodiac is pretty much on the same um, le- like uh, plane as the planets, and the mm-hmm. sun will eclipse one of the zodiac uh, um, constellations every every month. Mm-hmm. And th- honestly, throw away the constellations. It doesn't really matter what the dots look like and what they are and what we call them, if they're a ram, if they're a, a fish, if they're a whatever, a twin. The point is there's a section of the sky that's being uh, uh, eclipsed by the sun, as we go around the sun, the earth is spinning, right? And mm. as the earth is spinning, the sun is still eclipsing that section of the sky for us for a, a given period of time. Mm. And as we go around the sun every year, the uh, the uh, what what is being eclipsed to us repeats itself on that cycle. And this is this is one of these fascinating things because you start to look at astrology as this immaculate science. And I've seen a lot of people go really deep into astrology. And I always hated, you know, being that guy where it's like, why, um, why, why is it that you think that people in Capricorn act that way, or why, mm-hmm. why do you think that that's important? And I think that's that missing link to me for a lot of the people who are really into astrology, to to really say it has to do with the energy given off by the universe and the way that we're moving through it. You know? Yeah, I always also um, saw it like that because I thought, you know, mm-hmm. the different um, planets, they have different energy signatures or something like that. And the constellation is so unique um, to your birth yep. place and, and the date that's, you know, this is why I always, you know, you are so unique. There's yeah. no one else and like we're, that. We're moving around, like our solar system is moving around the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, and and we, we know that as we move around the galaxy, we go up and down. It's like, because the universe, the, the galaxy is constantly like vibrating. Mm-hmm. Think of it like a saw blade mm-hmm. but with the spikes going up and down mm-hmm. as well, like a, like a shitty saw blade that's like warbled, you know, that's warped. <laughs> and so it's, it's an amazing thing to think of uh, 26,000 years to, to, uh, to just do one, what they call procession of the equinox. That's just like one wave, right? Yeah, but yeah, I can't yeah. remember how many millions of millions of years it takes to go all way around the entire galaxy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, to even think that even going around the galaxy once doesn't mean that you're going to be in the same spot you were last time. No, you you no, might no. be higher in reference yeah, yeah. or lower in reference, you know, to yeah, yeah, the center yeah. of the galaxy Absolutely. at that time next year. So I, this this is like so beyond our our our, our tiny little speck of thought. Absolutely. You know, yeah. our planet was created after the galaxy was there, and we I don't even know if we've made a revolution yet. I, I have to take a look and, and see how how long <laughs> it takes to revolve around the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, absolutely. But the amazing mm. thing is like 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 you were saying is that the energy is there, right? Yeah, 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 and the combination of the different yeah. aspects to it and I am I'm not much into the whole theory about it. I I have my own astrologer. <laughs> you know, it's like she's she's doing the stuff for me whenever I have a look like uh, we just a couple of weeks ago we did the um, the projections for this year, you know, where she really mm. looked at how are the stars this year, how is your constellation when you were born, and how does that go together, all the different transitions and all that. And so I mapped out that for my year. And it's already, I can already see how how crazy this really is, resembles my 
my my own life and it, it explains also a lot when I sometimes feel all over the place and <laughs> you know things are kind of you're just doubting a lot and you're in fear or whatever and then you can see that she said yeah this is because of this and this and mm -hmm. that and that and it makes me it makes me a little bit you know accepting myself more because I think well these cycles are also natural you know this is right. just sometimes what happens sometimes you're not so happy all the time you're going through some some clearings you're looking to old woundings and that they come up and so I also really accept just who I am and how I am you know with all the things that might you think are flaws like and I never like being uh, such a tall woman <laughs> because I always stuck stuck out stuck out yeah stuck out <laughs> i always stuck out i never liked that but then once i just you know realized well this is how i am and there must be a reason for that so why is that you know what can that be good for <laughs> right so and now i enjoy being at tall and i think this is with many aspects to it because you are so unique and i do believe that these things not just happen by chance also the the things that you like the talents that you have that you know just are so unique to you and they're there for you to explore them and use them and be be thankful for it whatever yeah. it is yeah i just looked up the uh the numbers the numbers like i don't even know if like it means anything to us but it uh quite, uh quite unbelievable the diameter of the milky way galaxy is um a hundred so i'd give and take about a hundred thousand light years in yeah. diameter light mm. years and uh we supposedly go around it once every 230 million years so it's actually way faster than I thought. I mm. thought it took us much longer to get around uh, the galaxy once. I know it's 26,000 years to do the the loop, the, the up and down once, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, 230 million years to go all the way around, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, funky stuff, right? Funky stuff. Exactly. Um, so, you have more on the list? or I have more on the list. So I wanted to talk about, uh, to kind of wrap things up, how long have we been going? For? I think almost two hours, right? Uh, hour, and hour and a half. half. Look at that. Um, so for all of you out there, this is a live show. If you have any questions or uh, you'd like to, you know, make any comments or anything like that, now's the time because now's a nice little break. And for all of you listening to us in Podbean, we are live. So uh, hello, crazy lady. I can see that you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? And uh, so if any of you guys want to actually say hello, uh, it lets us know that we're actually reaching the platforms that we're trying to reach. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show that uh, we had a couple of technical glitches and we weren't sure if we were actually streaming out to the places we thought we were streaming to. So it <laughs> always helps that whenever you guys come on, just say hi. You don't even have to ask a question. Just say hi and we know that we're actually connected to those platforms yeah, yeah. and that... Uh, all lights are green it and helps. so on and so forth. It helps. It really does. Um, that being said, the last thing I'd like to talk about today is mm -hmm. uh, a couple of paranormal stories mm. that I have. Well, it's not the last thing. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about, but it might get pushed over to another show. Okay. Um, paranormal stories. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Uh, we had a campfire. I just washed my hair after two days and <laughs> it's just like all the smoke smell came out. And uh, yeah, laughing at me. Eh? What? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and um, the, the, the story that my friend had told me was um, there were a few people in his life that he just realized, you know, um, after not having seen them for a while, but they were abusive and they were they were they weren't really cool. Like mm. he didn't want to didn't want, he didn't really want to be around them anymore. And he thought to himself, you know what? 
to hell with those guys. I'm deciding as of today, I don't want them in my life anymore. My life is better off with them out of it. Mm. I don't want them. I, I don't want to bring them in because every time they come into my life, they it's it's just they they mm. they they they're uh, how can I say they're abusive people. You know, they're people that don't really care for me. They they're very narcissistic. They just want what they want, and it's better that I just cut contact yeah. and that's it. Absolutely. And as soon as he finished that thought. Um, by, either by the end of the day or the following day, he hadn't heard from either one of them in years. Lo and behold, they both messaged him <laughs> on that day and said, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. So what is that? You know, it's a funny thing because we experience these paranormal activities all the time. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know personally that when my best friend died, I dreamt uh, very intensely. And uh, I can often tell that when I dream certain dreams that uh, when I wake up, that something is definitely awry. Mm. And... Um, and in this case, he 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 was asking me. He's like, "What would you? What, how do you translate that? Do you say, okay, well, this is a sign from the universe that you should not kick them out, or is this a sign <laughs> from the universe that you should kick them out? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the that's that true hard thing. And I told him, I said, well, your initial gut feeling was that you want them yeah. out, and that still holds true to you personally. Yeah. Um, Specifically, if these people are really narcissists. You know, yeah. they feed upon your energy and when they, they can, I would say, you know, they can feel once you cut them off, they can feel that this energy is not, not there anymore for them. So they want to reconnect and they want to get that stuff back. And I know that also from my own experience when I had the same decisions with people, you know, when I thought, oh, this is, it doesn't really help me anymore. And so they really tried after even, even harder, although I didn't know that I, you know, wanted to have them out of my life, but right. obviously they they kind of right. wanted to see me more or yeah. call me it, more it, often. Exactly, or <laughs> it was it was just it just a challenge you just a little bit more, yeah. right? But that's also what I learned from the shamanic point of view that we are tethered to these people that there are always you know energy exchanges, and if you don't, uh, if you're not aware of that, you don't have like a proper energy hygiene. <laughs> right. Maybe at the end of the day, you know, you can tell yourself all the aspects, all the energy that are not doing you well and they're not belonging to you. They can just you cut them off. You can really visualize that there is a, a knife and you cut all these energies off and then you just distance yourself from that. Mm. Or also the energies that you kind of lost over the, the day, you just take them yeah. back to you and just, or when you have a shower, you know, same yeah. thing. Just imagine that all the shit that is not helping you just goes away. Yeah. Crazy lady says that is the God in us waking up. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always loved that idea that yeah. um, inside us we have the potential. Like, I mean, this is something that I really took out from Norse mythology: is the ability to become godlike, to become a god in, in your own well, like in your own right. And the uh, mm. that um, the ability to tap into these things is unlimited. You know. Yeah, and I mean, also, what does that mean? You know, God. God is just for me. It, it's it's. I could translate it with creator, and to realize that you can create everything you want manifest. yourself manifest yeah, yourself absolutely. because you are part yeah. of the the whole thing you're part of the universe whatever you however you want to call it but once you realize how powerful you are um you know you can create everything yeah yeah connection mm -hmm. absolutely um so the, the the other thing i told him too is i said you know it, it could very well just be that uh um now that you've put out those thoughts really actively, they yeah. they felt it and they responded yeah, to absolutely. it. Absolutely. And at the same time, um, it's showing you that you have that that ability, that power, so to say. And I said, now that you felt it, it's not something you can unfeel. Mm -hmm. it's and, true. and I and I said, take that take that as a as as a you know as a keynote to know that there is a lot more happening in the universe with the way that you interact with it. So when you want mm -hmm. to interact with it, interact with it intentionally. 
uh, and, and manifest what 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 you think is better yeah. because that's what like you mentioned we can manifest and we have the ability to manifest better or worse and yeah um, but you need to have that energy you know you need to have that own strength and i think you only have that own strength when you clear up yourself from stuff that you don't need anymore old wounds you know mm. emotions that you haven't felt in many many years that you kind of pushed away and when you allow yourself to be present, that stuff will yep. come up. You know, you can't yep. you can't just hide from it everywhere and just just really feel everything that comes up. And then yep. you become more and more fulfilled. Also with within a relationship that specifically within a relationship, you know, you <laughs> you trigger yourself and you hurt yourself. But I think it's it's because you both can grow from it and, mm-hmm. and really um become more both whole and enjoy even more um an intimate relationship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with, uh, the, the other way that I looked at it as well, when he told me that story was that, um, you okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're trying to read. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just, but you, you are master of that. So I'll not, read it up <laughs> not distracting. Um, yeah. The other way that I kind of took that was I said, um, you know, another way of looking at it is that when you've kind of made, you, you've really made that acknowledgement to yourself that, uh, First, you've acknowledged that it's a thing, yeah, and and then you kind of work through it, you know, like the steps of grief, and eventually you're, you're over it. And I said to him, I said that could be a way of the universe saying, "Here you go," and if it doesn't bother you, yeah. then you're over it. Yeah, well, you can just tell them, right? So you could just face them. Exactly, that's an, yeah. that's a great way of looking at it. The, yeah. But the other way too is that may, I told him, I said maybe you don't need to cut connection with them because you now know that they're that 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 you want to uh, uh, disarm. Their ability mm. to, uh, to to hurt you. That's the other point. I mean, you know, sometimes with people, you might still need to be in contact with, maybe because you know you like have a ch- ch- children together and you have still to interact, but you don't like yeah. that person. You know he's abusive. Then you have to find a way where you can still um, talk to each other without getting their, their shit. You know, being on a very um, what is that objective level? You're not talking about personal stuff, so that yeah. they can't can't really um, come close to you. So you have to protect yourself. That's also yeah. protection. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So mm. it's it's a great story, and I've I've had yeah, things like that. Nice. I think a lot of you guys out there have had things like that. Uh, I think it's a part of uh, it's a part of the universe. It's a part of this. The, the whole idea of proximity effect that I was talking to about is that it's 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 all subjective. You know, in the end, it's it's like um, there is a connection. I find. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned earlier, with the even the theory of quantum entanglement, mm-hmm. we, we've seen this connection and we, mm-hmm. we've monitored it. We just don't understand what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah. and and we see that in in the ways that we then become connected to people, and when we get separated by them, that 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 there are things that happen through yeah. this separation um, yeah, yeah. that 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 can manifest in certain ways, you know, uh, whether it be psychic. Um, whether sometimes it even be physical, you know, I've, I've, I've specifically physical. I mean, um, I, I just actually ordered a book where that was about how to cut connections mm. um, with people that you had sex with, because that's such an intimate connection that you do, you know, and you sometimes might just don't think anything about it, but there, there can be so much there still from people, you know, you kind of had intercourse with a couple of years ago, but you don't think about them anymore. So I always like to see that also from a shamanic point of view, that there are a couple of methods that you can just really clear yourself. And every time I did it, I felt different after I felt more, you know, had more energy. I really felt uh, things were coming to an Mm. end or this is also a big thing. If you are on a relationship, you you can't leave this person or he comes back or you just feel guilty. You can't start a new relationship. It's because this is not 
is not settled yet on a on an energetical level. Right. Yeah. So crazy lady says that uh, negative energy doesn't need to be accepted. You can choose not to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, yeah. That's true. Right. For if, many, if someone's angry, that you can choose not to accept that. Uh, uh, negative energy. Yeah, and that's again has something to do with you know your own protection. Um, if there is, I would say, if you're leaking, <laughs> you know, if there's a, is a hole in your um, protect protective area, in your <laughs> bubble, yeah, uh, in your bubble, or you have you know you have something similar going on, like a similar wound that you both share, where you kind of really are on the same energy um, level, then mm. you might take that in and you might, you know, suffer with or for that person or something like that. And then you come home and you, th you think like, why well, I'm feeling like shit because you just took that over. Um, and that's why I actually like that because that also shows you how you, you know, where you can heal yourself from. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, with, with your friend, um, there was a time where he was friends with these people and he didn't realize that they're not doing them good. Yeah, because well, I think that he was trying to be friends with them, um, but they were never really good friends to him. Yeah, right? you know, but obviously it, it took him a little bit to understand that, and and yeah. one point, and then once you maybe something changed in his life, and now he's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" You know, what what's yeah. what's what's this? Like, yeah. I don't like that. Well, that was the whole idea. Is he just kind of yeah. had that self realization of, yeah. "Wait a minute." They're not actually friends, you know. Yeah. They're 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 hurting me. They're abusive. Yeah, and then you can decide no more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, I've had a couple other paranormal, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with the dreams that I think to me, that's always been one of the mm -hmm. more predominant paranormal mm -hmm. things other than like, I've seen a couple of UFOs and stuff, but you know, I didn't really take anything away from that other than a light show. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> <I like that. laughs> uh, but, but I, I think that in, in, in the dream state, it's, it's very different. I, I've, I've had, um, uh, haunting. Oh yeah. Um, and that was actually very interesting because... When you have a haunting occurring, there is a constant uh, interaction. Mm. And, you know, in my teens, I, uh, how can I best say this? I looked at it in a very uh, morbid way, mm. right? So what, what had happened to put things, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird story to share with the world, specifically in a show like this. Because now I'm going back into myself when I was a teen. And I was, you know, I, I destroyed a lot of stuff for fun when I was a teen, as, as many teens do. Mm. You know, you don't, it takes time to develop that connection, I think, to the world to actually cherish something. It's not something that you have easily right away. Well, yeah, but I think it's also a pattern to survive, specifically when you're, you know, raised in an environment. So some people become rebe uh, rebels or they just are against something and then really um, yeah. destroy things. And others are more like, you know, they, they do everything the parents say. So I think it's just a different pattern to deal with the stuff that's around you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Uh, well, for, for me, like, it's, it's funny because I, I see this with a lot of young boys. Like, mm. we're talking about kids under 10. Uh, they have no problem killing little things like mm. ants and insects. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's a funny thing. Like I said, I think it, it for 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 children, some children are just born with this, like, softness where everything mm -hmm. they just want to, uh, you know, connect okay, with. And yeah. I think that also speaks that kind of truth of perhaps through the incarnation process, if it is something, mm -hmm. if it exists, mm -hmm. that uh, some people are just born with older souls. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they and, have been around the block a couple of times. Before. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I can say that, I, you know, it's some, some people just have different forms of guilt and, and connections yeah, and yeah. been around the block, as you say. And um, so in, in my late teens, I was, I was uh, playing in a, in a, like a, 
a hardcore, like a punk band, kind of a, a noisy band. Let's just call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the late '90s, and uh, we're my friend's neighbor was an asshole. So let's just I'll just put it out. He was this old crabby guy, right? And so we're playing in the basement. We're making noise, and he starts banging on the wall, and uh, we uh, <laughs> we just turned it up. And 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 like every time he banged, we would, he would bang twice. And we would like play two dead notes on the guitar, and the drums go boom boom. And then he would bang three times. We'd bang three times back, and he got so angry that he had a heart attack and died. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Shortly thereafter, oh my shit started flying around in the house. <laughs> and so uh, he wasn't happy with us. And what happened... No, I, know. No, I wouldn't have been either. I know. <laughs> I was just like, you know, you fucking keel over and die because you're angry at some kids. Now look what happened to you, you know? That's the other point. I mean, you were just a trigger, you know? That, that it, anger was within him before. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we were all teenagers, right? So I was 15 at the time, mm-hmm. maybe 16. And um, so what happened was is that we realized that I, I've been listening to talk radio and ghost stories like uh, since I was like young, like five, six, seven. Well, I'd say, yeah, eight years old, I'd say. I really remember tuning into Art Bell and Coast to Coast and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I was, I was already, I was already, already into this. And, I, and you know, mm-hmm. growing up in North America, campfires and ghost stories. So I was, I was aware of these things. And, mm-hmm. um, as soon as it started happening, the, the, the doors closing, the stuff flying off of shelves and all, and we were all getting it, every one of us in the band. And, um, it would follow my friend to the dentist and, uh, and, and, and shit would happen. And like when he's in a dentist chair and shit's flying off the, f- oh and, and so this thing followed us. Right. And I remember we kind of sat together one day and we're like, what is this? And I said, here's what we do. Let's disempower him. And mm-hmm. uh, we decided to call the ghost, to give the ghost a name. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of those first rules in black magic is the magician never lets his name be known because uh, as soon as you know the name, you can mm-hmm. target the energy, mm-hmm. right? And, and and disempower it and destroy it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we decided to call the the the, the ghost, um, what do we call it? Man, it's like... It's, not in my mind right now. It'll come to me. We gave it a really feminine name. And the, the reason why we gave it a really feminine name is because we, we we assumed it was probably that crabby old man. Um, damn, that's going to bother me. It's going to, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. Maybe just come to the point. <laughs> well, the point was, is that by, by giving the ghost uh, a, a feminine name and always um, um, laughing at it as yeah. it did these things, uh, it, I don't think it affected us in a negative way hmm. because he was trying to attack us. He was trying to bother us. Well, he was pretty angry, right? So well, surely he wanted us to turn the music down. He didn't like our music. Hmm. <laughs> but but even in the after sense, you know, the afterlife, I guess uh, it eventually just slowed down and stopped happening. But it took a year or so. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty a year of 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 like we'd be at school intense. and uh, we often had classes together, my friends and I, and and it happened all the time. Just. Doors being slammed, books flying off the shelf, the teacher sitting there and like something just flies off her desk and she thinks it's one of the kids. Uh, like it, constant. So it's, uh, mm. yeah. Maybe you talk for a minute and I'll try and remember that. <laughs> yeah. So so what about you? You have a, you have a ghost story that you must be able to um, share about this, well, uh, about the proximity effect? Mm, you had an outer body experience when you were a young girl. Yeah, that's true. Um I just want to, you know, finish up that story. Well, because I, I had, it was last year, no, the year before, we had actually a specific class about, you know, dead people and how to interact mm-hmm. with them and what to do when they're doing freaky stuff around you. And right. it was all basically two types, you know, people who died just immediately, something happened to to them or un, un, um, unplanned, 
Yeah. And they they kind of get stuck between worlds. That's probably what happened to this guy. You know, he probably maybe he wasn't even even aware that he he died. It's also something that happens pretty often. And they're like, mm. what, 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 what? Where am I? <laughs> and they're kind of following so, you. So, so order. this guy who didn't know that he died just decided to follow a bunch of kids around could, all day? It could be that he didn't, he didn't know <laughs> that, right? And he was right? like, why is no one really, you know, they Heather. obviously... Heather, we called the ghost Heather. We, obviously, <laughs> we say, he obviously, every time it happened, like, fuck off Heather. And, he and obviously we, tried yeah, to, um, to get attention, right? So... Either he didn't know better or, yeah, he was just really, really angry. And that's something that we learned how to help these people when they were stuck. And that's, I have a couple of experience where, you know, I contacted people that are dead and usually what they, they have something, you know, they say, well, I still have something to do here. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, you're, you're dead. You know, there's nothing here for you to do anymore. So you help them through, you know, what is it that you need you know mm. you need to talk to someone for example or something like that. in that case i'm probably he was just really angry with you guys yeah and um usually if they're so angry and you know they're so still so in their in their weird energies specifically when they when they have so much anger within them and they die this you know that keeps them in these different states because they're not in in in, in peace with themselves yeah so it's really these these incidents, these entities are yep. usually walking around and trying to, you know, you know, it, it's but funny. basically it's a sad story because they're kind of lost in between worlds. It is a sad story. You know, yeah. it, after that having happened to me. Was yeah, it like a music studio? So you could have actually. No, it was my friend's basement. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but that's how things are in, in North yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we jam in basements and in, in, in garages. You know, the idea yeah. of going to an actual studio is more of a European thing yeah. um, or a big city thing, right? If you're in a big city, then you just don't have that Interesting opportunity. Interesting that you also never, you know, you could have just, yeah, I mean, call his lawyer and say, you know, this, this is not happening. But he was really. Well, we were, we were like, I, I my friends <laughs> and I, we were a mischievous bunch when I, when we were younger. So this kind of stuff, uh, when it would happen, it was just for us, it was, let's increase entropy. Let's, let's get, let's make things more let's chaotic. More let's, yeah, let's, let's have fun with it. Now, <laughs> now we were all a bunch of explorers, you know, we wanted to explore reality and it's, and it's raw nature. You know, we mm. wanted to see the underbelly. We wanted to see the ugly side. Mm. It was, it was, it wasn't that it was entertaining to us. It was that we wanted to experience raw emotion. We were a very intense uh, group of people, my friends and I, when we were younger, mm. you know? Mm. Um, so we didn't do things half cocked. It was always all in or nothing, right? Uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah. Um, so we're winding down now. This yeah, is getting closer down. to the end of the show and we yeah. have uh, Light Bright in the chat in Podbean asking, uh, she, she just joined in very late and she said that proximity effect is not a term that she's familiar with. Um, how is it defined? Now, uh, obviously, the 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 when you search the word proximity effect online, you're going to get a bunch of stuff like about uh, you know using microphones and uh, mm. electromagnetism yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, we're talking about a proximity effect in more of a um, philosophical, metaphoric context, I think, for today. Mm. And we're using, obviously, Madeline's a scientist. She's a biologist, so uh, she puts forward a lot of the 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 gritty science that she knows how to navigate through um, papers and, and and read through them and see, hey, does this actually mean anything? Mm. And uh, like she was saying earlier with the uh, the actual um, synchrony, the, 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 we, a lot of people say that there's a proximity effect with this uh, when um, women come close together, that their, their periods sync up. And so Madeline actually tried to go out and find some studies on that to see if there's any hard evidence. And it turns out the main studies that were done weren't conducted very well. And the way that maybe you can explain that if you want to get a little techie science, Mehdi, uh, as to why those studies 
didn't yeah, work th- really well. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It has to do with point. the way that they correlated the data that she yeah. understands that yeah, uh, yeah. I do not. But maybe just to to what we what I understand of proximity effect is that everything is, is has its own energy to it, and whenever you come close to something, you are really exchanging your energies. That's right. You are interacting, and you know sometimes uh, you kind of mix your energy, or <laughs> I don't know, um, increase your own energy through through a connection. But yeah, if you were specifically around people who are mostly negative in their lives, you know, complains a lot, have a lot of problems and um, not happy with themselves. They try to grab your energy to make themselves feel better, you know, to improve their um, energy status. And I think that's why it's important to protect yourself from from these energy vampires. Right. (laughs) Or not also, sometimes, I mean, I think we all have that every every once in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are social creatures, so we also need the connection and the proximity actually to other people. I think we sometimes forget that, but it's something that keeps us happy and healthy to to live um, with others, but also... Um, in a, in a healthy relationship, yeah. you know. Well, you've mentioned this to me before uh, that um, interaction, like when you take uh, rabbits, for example, you yeah. studied rabbits, uh, how important interaction is in their in their life, like yeah. in their evolution, in their society, in their culture. And it's not levels. just them; like all mammals, yeah, yeah, all animals, everything. Something actually yeah. I wanted to mention when you said, you know, with with the touch, how much that really also means for our humans when we you know touch each other in order to make us feel better or mm. to calm us down. This is actually something that you also know from mammals. Um, specifically elephants they with their what is that the snout the tusk the tusk yeah tusk. Well, the, yeah yeah well, the tusks are the the, the the with the trunk sorry the, the trunk, trunk yeah. right um they there were also a couple of studies that showed that the elephants when there's one elephant you know sad or like yeah. not happy that they're touching each other yeah, with the true. trunk and that's really true. make themselves feel better through yeah. touch and i found that amazing like you know that animals and even plants, I would say, and also plants will benefit yeah. from that. <laughs> it's, it's a funny thing. You know, when I was younger, um, my mother saw what a metal concert looks like and she was not impressed mm. because you just have a bunch of kids beating each other up in the front of the stage and, mm. uh, you know, hitting each other and we call moshing. But really, it's a very positive thing. You know, you got a lot of people who are very into the music mm-hmm. and they're and they're just banging up against each other with a good, uh, usually in, in a good mood and yeah. uh, and a yeah. good attitude. And um, and and, it, and it's uh, it's an enthralling event. It's, it has nothing to do with uh, you know when when an outsider sees it for the first time, they see violence mm-hmm. and they don't want violence, so mm-hmm. they say get rid of it. I and see. so they have states. Um, I like I've toured all over the U.S. <laughs> and some states, uh, main cities, moshing is not allowed. Mm-hmm. And so they hire extra large security that will beat the shit out of you if you try to mosh, which is a funny way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, he's moshing you then. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. No, my favorite um, was Indianapolis. It's actually, uh, in, in German, it's um, um, poking, not poking. <laughs> is that the... Poking? Poking. Poke. To poke. Pogue. Pogue. With a G. Yeah. Never heard of it. To poke. Pogue. Yeah, that's moshing. Is it really? Yeah. Never heard of it. Poggy. <laughs> Pog to me is like those discs. Ah, <laughs> anyway, so that's right. uh, so uh, the, the last thing I can, I, I'm going to talk touch on it a little bit today, and I think this is something that'll become a full episode later on. Um, just to kind of once again go over the whole feel and the reason why we do smart home stupid people is to illustrate. You know, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a building automation technician. Madeline's a biologist, and together we bridge that gap between biology and technology, and we tend to on some episodes go more really into that. Mm-hmm. But on other episodes like today, we really focus more on the metaphorical content mm-hmm. that as our homes, our environments become what we call smart, 
the people become stupider because they lose mm. the ability to interact or not even just the people, but the life, the, the inhabiting it becomes dumber and less connected to its environment and reality because the environment is doing everything for it. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with you, with your studies of the rabbits, you know, their life became so easy in the inner city that it was so easy to eradicate them. Yeah. But whether it be through vi like a virus, a disease, um, or just a, a small little change in their habitat, they don't know how to go back to the prairies and defend themselves when a fox comes after them. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just living in paradise and, and all uh, adapting yeah. to optimal conditions. But once things change, they just, you know, forgot how to... Right how to live under not so optimal conditions. That's it. And yeah. Smart Home Stupid People is uh, just a giant metaphor for that, for reality, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's kind of the, 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 the feel of the show. And so when we talk about the proximity effect today, we're expanding on that. We're really looking at um, what, what happens. Like, how do we connect to reality? We, you know... Proximity is one of these ways. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that we interact with things physically, yeah. the closer we get to them, the way that we uh, get, uh, the way that we acknowledge it when we get mm -hmm. closer to them. Do we want to ex accept the negativity? Mm -hmm. Do we want to make it a positive reaction? Do we have yeah. things inside of us that are blocking? it on a conscious or a subconscious level, yeah. are they affecting us on a physical subconscious or conscious level? You know, yeah, yeah. playing with a computer mouse all day long and that thing's made of plastic and garbage. Mm. Uh, does that affect you? Yeah. It, it, does that computer sure. mouse have a, a wireless connection to your computer? Does that wireless connection affect you? You know, uh, these are all things that are important to whether you understand them or not to acknowledge. Because by acknowledging it, you eventually develop a feel for these things. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the big things that a lot of people, specifically in academia and in science, don't like. They don't like that I, that idea of feeling reality. They only <laughs> like the idea of observing it. And I recently learned that um, yeah. the origin of, I, can, I, can, I should probably take a look at this later, but I heard that the word fact actually comes from science. It comes from um, when uh, an observation has been conducted mm -hmm. and an experiment is you know, conducted, the result of it is a fact. Ah. But the fact is only true to the observer and from the way that he observed it, mm -hmm. And whether he observed it correctly and what he wrote down is actually accurate. So a fact doesn't actually mean truth. It only means, you know, a theoretical probability it, depending on the outcome of the yeah, observer. And it means personal reality. You know, if it's for you, it's a fact because you, you saw it and experienced that doesn't mean that for someone else it's That's the right. same. That's right. And from, from that point of view, you know, everything is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, right? The paranormal is a fact. Um, yeah, if that happens to you, if you, you know, um, if you experience that, if you, I had actually, to be honest, like I had a lot of problems with that in the beginning when I started the shamanic education, the shamanic journey and the, the, the work with uh, shamanic techniques that I always ask myself, is that real what I'm experiencing here? Because that can't be, you know? I had the weirdest things going on. <laughs> I was like, my logic brain said, no, that's that can't be fact, you know, this is not happening. But I came to that point where I thought I experienced that with my senses and therefore it's real to mm -hmm. me. And it doesn't, I don't need to prove that to anyone out there. Yeah. So I, I just want to reiterate on something uh, Lightbright just said that that's why one of the most important reasons she doesn't like people touching her. And it's funny because you were like that before too. You don't like, you didn't like people touching you. Specifically in Germany, you can be very hands-on with the hugging and all that stuff. You, yeah. you see a guy that you don't really know too well at the supermarket and he comes over and gives you a hug and you become stiff as Absolutely. a board. Absolutely. I still don't like it, uh, but it has a lot to do with what we just talked about because specifically if people I don't know, you know, 
um, and I, I immediately feel not attracted to. I don't want to hug them, <laughs> and I can I can feel how their energy actually really you oh. know sticks to me. That's why even with handshakes, I don't really like. And I know people are more like you know my my boss. He's also kind of a touchy person. You know, has his hands on my shoulder and these things. I know that it's just a habit from him. And that's her, his personality. Yeah. But each time he does it, I can feel. You know, like, mm. Well, as I <laughs> said is... in the beginning of the episode, I've had hard time, like in my work environment, in the morning, we give each other, you know, a handshake and a hug and yeah, even yeah. at the end of the day. But, you know, we'll, and it's a funny thing that I'll say that um, to, to, to counter that and to contrast it in my experience, um, I, I don't get along with all my colleagues all the time. Mm. But it's always nice that after we don't get along, that there's a handshake and a hug and a way to reset it. And the next day, it, it, we try to just sweep it under the rug and say, you know what? That fight yesterday yeah. was not, it was kind of dumb. Yeah. We can move on with it. And I find that 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 extra human contact, when you get used to it and you've had it uh, with a lot of people, mm. it, it actually can become a very positive thing, but it's not easy to jump into. No, absolutely. And again, I think it's also important who who we're doing it with, you know. And how if, you're doing it. How are you doing it? Absolutely. Um, if you know yeah. that this person, you know, you don't like him, of course, you, you, you wouldn't well, just hug someone. Well, I... Sometimes no, I do in order <laughs> to be honest because, you know, like sometimes with my parents, I don't want to make them suspicious that I don't want to do it right now. So I'm, I'm hogging them, but it's more yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing well, it now. Uh, what I'm saying is like there are traditions that I've learned of in the past about, you know, cleansing yourself. Yeah, and, that's the um, other point. This Even, is another yeah. thing too, is that if you aren't clean of of uh, spirit and, 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 yeah. and of body and mind, then yeah, when you touch people, you can let garbage in. Yep. Easier. Way easier Absolutely. than uh, you know Absolutely. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And and this is kind of that point is that um uh, learning like we were talking about even with that 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 message uh, that my friend had received uh, from the beyond, you know, he uh well the beyond he 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 wanted to <laughs> he wanted to get rid of a couple of people in yeah, his life yeah. and then all of a sudden they they write him back the next day and he hasn't talked to them in years. That there is that weird communication happening on a paranormal level Absolutely. that he subjectively experienced, yeah. right? Yeah, and energies are so strong, specifically if someone is, you know, getting energy from you. Once yeah. you cut that pipeline, they know it and they'll fear it. Feel it. Well, it's funny because nowadays we have this technological world where they can just pick up their phone and write you a, a message like that. Yeah. But before all the technology, this stuff was still going on. It was still going on. You didn't know about it that's, either. That's, that's the, the thing. So point. that's a cool thing to see with technology yeah. on that level, um, how these interactions mm. actually become a real reality. You know, uh, these yeah, yeah. these people were were on the other side of the planet. It's not even like like, and this is that idea that with proximity, that once that that bond has yeah. been made, it, it it cannot really easily be severed. What I like to do, um, because I can totally understand that point. You know, with with not hugging, and I'm mm -hmm. very careful with that too. Well, not careful, but I you know I. It takes for me a while to really, as you said, you know, let people close to me once I, yeah, I to have trust to have, the, yeah, yeah, to trust and I have to have that feeling that these people are nice people. But what yeah. I usually do is every time I meet someone, although, you know, I think what an asshole, <laughs> because Sometimes, I like yeah. them, I try to pick something that I truly like with them. And even if it's only their shoes or something, you know, I really, <laughs> really try it to. to <laughs> it's the most to, chick thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying to, I mean, I can still think, you know, what an asshole, but at least finding something that you, you think is, um, you know, just, just, I, 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 I try to make or not make them happy, but at least, you know, don't give shitty energy to them by yeah. thinking what an asshole, but we all have our aspects, you know, and, but just, just to find something that I really like with that person might even want to tell them, you know, you have mm -hmm. nice shoes or 
you know, and I like your hair. I like your haircut. Something like that, just to to leave a positive. Yeah, point no, there. absolutely, it, it it helps, and I and yeah. I, I I can say that when I'm sometimes on the road, mm. um, like when I'm living on a job site and I'm, I'm not seeing sunlight and I have the same ugly mugs around me uh, 24 seven. Um, and the only private time I get is when I roll over and, 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 and have my blanket covering me, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's difficult because then the dramas start to, you know, after the third day, fourth yeah, day, yeah. they start to come up in Absolutely. everybody. And it's very important to keep that in the back of your mind that when you interact with people, Try a joke, you know, make it make it light, uh, be fun. Don't yeah. always try to be intense. Not everybody wants that all the time, you know. Yeah, uh, nobody, yeah, no, not everybody cares about your issues and what you want to figure out in the world. <laughs> so sometimes it's nice to just talk about sports and and and, and laugh, you know, like yeah. these. I used, I used to think when I was younger that talking bullshit didn't need to be in the sense that like small mm. talk. I was not good at small talk. Mm, and I thought that, you know, what's the point in talking about small talk? If you have something to say, say it properly. Mm. Um, but I've changed my tune because I, I've now see that that interaction and that feeling mm -hmm. is is very valuable, and and it helps later conversations become more mm -hmm. real to know that um, that 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 there's a good feeling connected to the interaction. Yeah, and I also think you know if you are happy within yourself, you don't need to constantly get the attention from someone else, and you can just be present for them. Mm. You you know people who have want to talk about something, I don't want to always hear what you would do, and I don't ask you for advice, but yeah. just want to talk about this, and so you can you can open up that space. And usually, I also like to just try to connect to that part and the other person that is the soul, mm. because I know you know there must be somewhere something there, even under under so much drama and so much craziness. Um, there must be still something good out there. Yeah, absolutely. In there, it's like the people, you know, that 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 saying you hear. Uh, it's always nice to find the, the the good in someone. You know, to always look for the good in something. Yeah, and I think it's know. possible. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's a good. It's definitely a good habit to have. <laughs> Yeah, so, should we keep it like this? Or? Yeah, let's wind down. Uh, yeah. We're done uh, for today. Uh, the thing that I didn't get to, I was going to talk about um, the egregor. Uh, that's something that I'm going to bring up in another episode. Yeah, sure. And I'd we'll like to make an time. entire episode really more based around the egregor. And for all of you guys out mm. there, the egregor, let's see if I can um, find a, a good definition. So the egregor is... Um, An, an, an <laughs> autonomous psychic energy or a, a, autonomous psychic entity that is composed of and influences the, um, the thoughts of a group of people. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an occult um, concept that really means that like if you if a group of people get together and um, the the energy that's created by them like you know like let's say they create something like McDonald's right mm -hmm. McDonald's isn't real there's no such thing as as McDonald's it's a, mm -hmm. it's a fantasy but the energy of it becomes something real a physical mm -hmm. entity so the idea that people can get together and manifest a, a a form of energy that becomes a reality and this is something I'd like to talk about more in the future as mm -hmm. to you know when we talk about proximity effect when you go to work your company becomes a type of a Gregor. It has yeah. its own energy. It Absolutely. has it becomes its own entity. Absolutely. And people can feel it. Yeah. You know, and so this is something I want to get into in the future. I think this is where we're going to cut it for today. It's a nice little cliffhanger yeah, as yeah, to how we're going to go like with that. the proximity effect into the Gregor <laughs> next time. Okay. And we can do that. um until then, have yourselves a lovely rest of your weekend. Yes. This has been another great episode of Smart Home Stupid People. My name is Eris Felmuth. I'm Madeline Siegel. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>